From the depths of the digital domain, a digitally encoded howl echoes along the corridors of cyberspace, tainting the audio receptors of everything it touches with its enticing yet corrosive sound waves. Wow, sounds like a bad manga. And buried within that jumble of broken code and silicone static is a name. Talk until the joy is gone. I am the digital edge runner, suffused with a neon glow so intense I need to wear external light diffusion and filtering lenses at night. And you can call me Neo Rooney-san. <laughs> and here with me, spamming the data lanes with scrap code, is a cyber construct who has his digital fingerprints all over the most debased databases. Reggie-san. <laughs> the unlovable. The unlovable. I don't know how to say that in Japanese. No, neither do I. <laughs> they probably have a word for it. Funnily enough, I've never found a need to, to, to look up the translation for unlovable in Japan. <laughs> in Japanese. <laughs> Like I did last night on on stream, I was asking for Spanish translations from the uh, from the Alexa on my oh, desk. Really? <laughs> Alexa, computer, what is unlovable in Japanese? Lovable in Japanese is unlovable. I mean, unlovable. <laughs> uh, didn't you just say lovable? <laughs> so it'd be unlovable. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's my new title. Do you know, like, how kings would be called, like, I don't know, Edward the Great or something like <laughs> this or something like that. From now on, I'm just Reggie the Unlovable. Reggie the Unlovable. That's yeah. your that's your title. I feel after, like, you know, nearly four years, I can, I can claim that Unlovable title. <laughs> Shit, cut that out. <laughs> Let me drink some coffee. <laughs> I know I said I was, I was, <laughs> I was yeah, ready. Yeah, you told me <laughs> ten minutes ago, well, I'm warmed up now. Yeah, let's go. And and here you are, just like dropping clangers in, in the first five minutes. Please just bleep that. I'll just bleep that, shall yeah. I? Yeah. For, for both our sakes. <laughs> not for my sake. I don't care. I know I'm not loved. I'll be like, I, I may have said it, but he, I asked him. You heard me ask him on the episode to cut it out, and he didn't. So he's 50% to blame for that. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I am not to blame for you being a lovable. Uh, that's, that's Unloved or unlovable. Genetics. That's genetics. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I met your brother. He's great. <laughs> oh, it's not genetic. But I've met the rest of your family. They're great too. It's just you. You're just a cunt. <laughs> <sighs> I'd love to argue with you, but I can't. It's true. Oh, this is no fun. This is just bullying now. <laughs> oh, you want me to fight back? Well, fuck you. I'm no cunt. Stop trying to fuck me like No, I'm it's cunt. just, it's just, no, just don't even bother. Right. You're cheapening the whole experience for you, us, and them. I was going to say, I've never sounded less genuine than <laughs> <laughs> when I just tried to defend myself <laughs> from being called a cunt. It's like, I just don't believe what I'm saying. <laughs> so I have one, I only have one question to ask you today. And that is, what are you looking at? I mean, that wasn't the question I was going to ask. It's a picture of a bearded man with axes. Oh, they're from Ravenforge. Oh, okay. I thought they, they send out pictures. Collect. They're supposed to be like collectible cards. They've got a whole variety of them from all the different staff at, at their HQ. Okay, I thought it was a picture of like your secret boyfriend from Canada. <clears throat> no, that's hair goals. That is, mate. Oh, okay, so what's your, what is it you need to ask me? How many Easter eggs have you eaten today? Today? Yeah. I've not eaten a single morsel of food yet. Wow, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's, it's Easter Sunday, mate. Oh, I've got I've got roast beef and Yorkshire puddings to go into, so I'm, I didn't oh, want to okay, ruin my appetite no, that because makes sense. I have, <laughs> the food will be overflowing from my plate <laughs> and I will intend to eat it all. But uh, I only got one Easter egg this Easter and I got that a few weeks ago and I ate it within 
three hours of getting it. <laughs> I've eaten a couple of Easter eggs so far this year, but not today. Right. <laughs> well, I, I've been eating some of these little marzipan ones because oh, okay. marzipan chocolate eggs are awesome. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, right. I had I had a, I had got up. I, I missed breakfast this morning, but I had lunch and then I had hot cross buns. Oh, I hate hot I cross fucking buns. love hot cross buns. I hate them. They're horrible. What? They're just not very nice. Are They're they? awesome. Stick them in a toaster for you know thirty seconds. Slather it with butter. If you if you're feeling particularly fat, as I have done in the past, you slather it with uh, with Nutella or your chosen hazelnut based chocolate oh, spread as well. Um, yeah, they're awesome. I had two like an hour ago. I made scones for people at work a few weeks ago when I still had a job, <laughs> and uh, I made some like normal fruit scones, but then I made some chocolate chip scones, and people Oof. were putting Nutella on them, and it. it and Clyde Crane. And oh my God. So you went good. to all this effort and they still got rid of you. Yeah. Mate. I made scones multiple times. Once I made them, when I first started, I like to ingratiate myself a little <laughs> bit. And then after that, if anybody ever heard the word scone, they're like all eyes were on me. And it was just like, <laughs> um, oh, hang on, I'm going to move this cable. Scones on Monday, possibly? Scones, like, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, a colleague of mine at my old place, um, was was renowned for her baking abilities. Oh, okay. And uh, when she started on our team, she moved from a different department to ours. She brought in like boxes of cakes and shit that she'd cooked to, oh, okay. uh, to ingratiate herself with the team. It was awesome. And anytime she was like, "Oh yeah," well, to start off with, anytime we seemed to be having a bad time, she was like, "Yeah, you guys look like you were having a bad time." So, so I cakes. brought in some some Rocky Road, or I brought in some oh. Tiffin, or her fudge was amazing. You used to eat it, and the other thing with fudge, you eat too much of it, you start yeah. feeling sick. You'd eat too much, you'd feel sick, and then you'd go back for another helping just, yeah, to, just to make sure. I mean, I don't like fudge, but yeah, of course. What's wrong with it? You don't like hot cross buns, you don't like fudge, you don't like physical contact, honestly. Or fish. Or fish. Or seafood in general. I'm not a huge fan of seafood. Ham. Um, I, love I don't eat ham. pork at all anymore, aside from bacon. Um, One of my favourite things to do is to get a slice of ham, put some cheese in it, Yeah. Then drizzle some salad cream on it, then wrap the whole thing up like a cigar and just chomp, chomp, chomp. Okay. It's lush. Can you take a picture next Connor time? Sir. I'll forward it to uh, Council <laughs> Cuisines on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not a genuine food, but it's like I'm making lunch. Well, I'm hungry. Well, while I'm making lunch, <laughs> what have we got for lunch today? Ham cigars. <laughs> they do it in, in uh, Spain. It, the yeah, uh, cheese tapas, wrapped in yeah. chorizo. Yeah. yeah, probably a tapas dish. Yeah, probably. Oh, it's really nice. That's where I got the idea from. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Only you're doing it with like ham. I'm doing it with fucking Tesco Value ham. and. Uh... <laughs> as I get, oh, I get more, more fussy as I get older, to be honest, like with food. When I was a kid, I would eat anything. Uh, aside from chocolate I would, and sweets, I didn't really like chocolate or sweets when I was a kid. You're just old. But I would eat anything, but the older I get, I'm like, nah, don't like that anymore. Don't like that See, anymore. I think don't I'm getting like less fussy as I get older. When my when my palate is broadening, yeah. I eat a lot of stuff now that I wouldn't have dreamed of eating. When I, I think was my palate's becoming more refined as I get older. No, you're just getting fussier. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you're just gonna you, eventually. You're just gonna reach the point where you just live on spam straight from the tin. Spam and pussy, the only spam. two things I'll eat. <laughs> spam and whiskers, more like <laughs> trying to entice the pussy. <laughs> Uh, so I I made some comments last week. Did you? I'd like to take back. <laughs> Would you? 
<laughs> and shockingly, they're not, not the comments anybody jumping to conclusions of, oh, I was going to take this back. <laughs> Last week, I think I said something along the lines of, like, I will never put effort into getting to know my co-workers or buy into my future jobs. You absolutely did, yeah. Yeah, I was in a rough place last week. It was only 48 hours removed from, you know, having my favourite job I've ever had torn from my grasp. So I wasn't really necessarily, like, you think it's right, <laughs> a week on, a week of sleeping and, for the most part, isolating. It's done wonders <laughs> to my mental health. And It's worth uh, mentioning that he's, he's not infectious or anything. No. He's just... An unsociable bastard. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'm not isolating because I'm ill. I'm isolating because that's how I stay sane. <laughs> isolating because fuck you, other people. Because people, in general, that's if you're listening to it and you're thinking I'm not talking about you, I probably am. <laughs> <laughs> Exhaust the fuck out of me. And you? every now and then I just need isolation. Yeah, you right there who thinks he's absolutely not thinking about me. He is. It's you. Definitely I you. I don't want any crying emojis sent to me on Wednesday, so not you, Roxanne. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you will. You're you fucking will. exhausted. Doubling down on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also got to take back my advert I put out last week where I told anybody that wants to hear you and me get ripped a new one to go and listen to every other week. Only yeah. to find that... Um, it was... Weak source. For all their big talk, all their, I'm so sorry, we abused you, they barely even scratched the surface. Yeah. Not one thing they said come close to you fucking will in the face <laughs> under your desk. I mean... Yeah, hang on a minute. Hang on. I need to address that. <laughs> I merely said someone, okay? I didn't specify will. You and the, the cultists seem to have taken it upon yourselves to cut Will's arms and legs off and put him under my desk as a face fucking machine. I mean... I mean, I was hoping it would be someone with at least nice eyes. Oh, well, like me. I said nice eyes. Oh, okay. Not those bloodshot pigeon things you've got. <laughs> um, <laughs> they still bloodshot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, what you do? You need to stop crying in the car on the way around here, mate. It shows. <laughs> <laughs> this, that post wank cry. I have to wank before I come to touch it so like, I can get all that out of me. I don't like cry in the car on the way around here because I'm not very good at um, time management. <laughs> I assumed you were just a really bad shot and kept getting in your eyes. <laughs> no, I put my glasses on. Yeah, I was going to say, put your glasses on, mate. It works wonders. They're called sex goggles I have, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Use your car called the Sex Panther. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Massive, massive in-joke there. Yeah, my penis is also named the Sex Sausage. <laughs> So if you get a text from me saying, do you, do you want me to feed you my sex sausage? And you know what I'm talking about. Oh, really? Because it's so subtle. I would never have guessed otherwise. <sighs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I feel like I was on. I was in a real bad way last week. So when it comes to doing touching, I was on fire. Yeah. This week, I'm so much happier. and I'm just like, oh. You had content prepared. <laughs> yeah, I've got let's, it. Let's, let's, let's move into the prepared content. <laughs> So, yeah, even though I've been, like, relaxing, sleeping, isolating this week, I've still been quite busy in finding ways to to, to make new mo- to make money now. I've not got a job. <laughs> okay. So the first thing I did... Wait, was- is this just going to be a shameless plug for your OnlyFans? Because, you know, we've all the shameless plugs for my OnlyFans. I don't know if we've got space for yours. Oh. <laughs> we'll get a link tree and just put them in there. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> We can link to some of the other the, the other things I'm going to set up in the future as well. 
because uh, that'll help, help me make money and subsequently... Well, just before you start getting all passive-aggressive, this is nervous laughter because I'm terrified of what you're about to come out with. <laughs> I just, you just completely <laughs> stole my thunder by saying OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, but before that, first thing I did this week, I had a power meeting with, with uh, Jimmy Iovine. He says, if I get a skin fade and dye my remaining hair bleach blonde, and you dye your hair black and start dressing like Marilyn Manson, then he can make us global superstars like he did for, you know, Marilyn and Eminem in the late 90s and early noise. <laughs> he took the time to point out that I won't necessarily go on to be a goat and you won't end up fighting a string of sexual assault cases. So that's pretty good. Don't tell me what to do. But he reckons he's going to make us the bad boys of podcasting. Because, like... Marilyn Manson was like the bad boy of rock. Mm. Eminem was the bad boy of rap. But there's still this whole bad boy of podcasting title out there that is okay. up for grabs. And he reckons that if we're way more offensive than we already are, oh, Lord. he can he okay. can like, you know, use the machine to put us in a place that we can become globally hated for a few years and then, you know, when we're not hot anymore and we've just got our normal fans still. We can just then we can like, fade you know, into obscurity, become more wholesome again. Oh no, that too, because yeah. I mean Eminem was like the most hated man in the world in like the late nineties, early noughties, and now he's a fucking wholesome household name. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Is he not? <laughs> I, I don't hear many people talking about Eminem anymore. That's why I said fade into obscurity. Uh, the last time I heard uh, Marilyn Manson mentioned, not by you. <laughs> was on fucking uh, Everything Wrong With when they were do- reviewing The Nun. Oh. And they said that he should have sued for likeness infringement. <laughs> every, like, every, like, three weeks, if you if you were to go on NME.com and read headlines, like, I used to <laughs> Fucking NME.com. <laughs> every day at work. Bit, like, in the morning while I was waiting for my, like, before my actual work day started. Then you would find that every three weeks there would be another sexual assault. Another sexual assault case he'd be against going to pretty, uh, Eminem. Yeah, he'd been, he'd been brought up on another sexual assault claim. Mate, yeah. he just thought it was violent sex. Yeah. They were all like, no, I wanted roses. I've started um, filling out this form where they tick off the things that they're up for doing and the things that they're not up for doing. So be, they sign it before we have sex. So I, I, I know. <laughs> and you have it just pinned above the headboard so you can check it mid-coitus. Yeah, I have. Like, you know one of them trays they stick to the wall when you put paperwork in? I oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like a nurse's station yeah, or something. With a ring light on it. So no matter what position I'm in or what part of the act I'm in, I can look up. You and can just, just look like, up and there it is. Oh, no, that's a good idea. It's a good idea. Okay, so she might, doesn't want a thumb in there, but any more than two fingers is a no-no. Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't even need words for jokes anymore. I just... (laughs) Guys, I'm getting the full action here of the thumb being inserted, timed with the click, and it's just... Lord, I I can only issue an unmitigated apology to any of Reggie's sexual conquests because that must have been harrowing. (laughs) Just, there you are. He's he's balls deep with his chode. And then all of a sudden, it's like slipping in the thumb. <laughs> and I do make the noise yes. myself every time, yeah. <laughs> and then the crying afterwards. He's an ugly crier. So, oh, I, I, I on behalf of, of Touching, I apologise. Do you want to hear the sound I make when I pull it out? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I 
It's important to be able to laugh during sex. It keeps things <laughs> no, relaxed. No, it's horrible. Why yeah. would you laugh during sex? It keeps things relaxed. <laughs> like buttholes. No, it doesn't. Because when you laugh, things tense up. I know this because I make Amy laugh during sex for that reason. <laughs> Seeing as we're on sex. <clears throat> I started on OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So far, only Will has signed up. I'm going to be making at least a tenner a month by posting one dick pic and three pictures of my feet every week. And that is it. That's all I got to do. And that £10 will keep coming in once a month. I really wish I had sexy feet because I would absolutely sell fate, uh, fate pics. What the fuck are fate pics? Pictures of your destiny. <laughs> they're, they're pictures of you like, shibarring up with a gun to your head. <laughs> this is your fate if, you, your fate. if you wrong me. <laughs> no, I would absolutely sell feet pics to weirdos on the internet. I mean, I will. If, if, if people want feet pics, I will sell them to you. But I have some seriously unsexy feet. During my research the other day, I realised that I've got some pretty fine feet so i can't use this site but there is an uglyfeet.com where you can sell pictures of ugly feet yeah there's like cloven hooves and all kinds of stuff on there (laughs) we should (laughs) people haven't cut their nails in about eight years all kinds of shit on there (laughs) it sounds like my kind of website i'm gonna be signing up getting me a creative content pass so ladies and gentlemen if you uh if you want to join will and support me it's onlyfans.com uh, forward slash reggie solo uh also this week i wrote a children's book for six to nine year olds it's about this young boy in a dracula costume that goes by the name vampire Laruni, who starts as a sad and melancholy kid with no friends but throughout the book he realizes that if he just lives as his authentic self his people will find their way to him and together they can all grow in confidence and self-esteem and ultimately be happy together. I've already commissioned Richie to draw the cover art uh, and the manuscript is with some literary agents in the hope that they can bridge the gap between me and the publishers. At the moment, I'm just calling it Vampire Laroni, but I'm open for suggestions for catchier titles because it's for kids. Uh, Can you stop capitalising on my life story, please? (laughs) I'm not even getting any kickbacks here. That was that. Did you not see what I did then? It's not. What about you? It's about all of us in the cult. We were, the cult. We were all sad and melancholy until we found each other. I don't care about them widows. I just. I want some money. Vampire Laroni is the metaphor for all the cult members. No, Vampire Laroni is my life. Okay. Stop commoditizing me. Talking of the cultists, I'm working something. I'm working on something for the cultists. I'm calling it the Touchigia Home Guard. For an in- <laughs> don't laugh at me. This is a really good idea. Hear me out. For an in- Boy. initial, <laughs> at the end of this episode, when I do my fine whatever you believe in, whatever bullshit. <laughs> Instead of me doing the out, you're just gonna do a stupid. It's <laughs> uh, yeah. not even relevant. I don't care. I don't care. It, nothing in this podcast is ever re- relevant to no, that, anything else true. in this podcast. Uh, yeah, so I'm working on something for the cultists. I'm calling it Touching Gear Home Guard. For an initial enrolment cost of £300, they will get a uniform. And then for a £30 monthly subscription fee, uh, they get to continue being part of the Touching Gear Home Guard. Okay. You're going to train them in the art of lightsaber fighting. And then they will be the Touching uh, mil- Militia that defend us from our haters, which I've spelt with a Z because I'm cool. <laughs> Tell them, Steve Dave. Oh my god! What do you think about that? Touch your home guard. What's the uniform consist of? I, I don't know. You're the fashionista. I thought I'd let you 
capes. Unless <laughs> unless they all want to dress up in the old school space monkey uniform. Old school space monkey uniform. Of the hot, the hot pink leather cat suit. The, bolt, the top hat, was it? I think it was the top hat, yeah. I, don't, I can't remember now. I made it up as I was going along at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but the gimp masks. If they, yeah, if they want to do that, they can do that. But I, actually, I, I thought, like, whilst I figure out the subscription fee and everything else, you'll just come up with the uniform and then train them all to fight with lightsabers. Okay. So they can defend us from our haters. Defending us from our haters. Yeah. We need to, we need to like, well, we need to get some haters first. Because thus far, aside from, um, I mean, we don't think we have any haters. We have people who are disappointed in us. I think Sean is disappointed in us. Yeah. Because he stopped messaging us. Uh, it might be that. It, yeah, he's disappointed. He's though. disappointed in us. We weren't willing to go down enough rabbit holes with him. Yeah. Bless him. Sorry, Sean. Um, sorry, Sean. Um, we, we only have limited time yeah. in a week, and some of that shit you sent us would take months. Yeah, to um, apart. So, uh, and I'm not that smart. I'm sorry. No, I, I don't you, know how I come across on this podcast, but I am not smart enough to understand all them words with more than like two syllables. Maybe it's in. maybe it's time for a, a brief uh, refresher for those new to the podcast or those who've been here a while and may have forgotten. Reggie is not what he is like in real life yeah. <laughs> on this podcast okay what you, the Reggie you get on this podcast is not the Reggie the rest of us have to put up with the rest of the time I should have done this last week so it, just in case any of them are still here this is a public service announcement brought to you in part by Reggie <laughs> Reggie is a fictional character he is nothing like me in real life <laughs> me in real life is quiet reserved withdrawn and a bit of a cunt for those of you that joined us last week and are still here, the person you worked with, Reggie is just, you know, a small part of my personality. It's like blown up large it's like for Dr. entertainment. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. I'm not sure which way around it is, though. Uh, I think it's just like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Jekyll. I don't know, because because <laughs> government, <laughs> government name you puts women in cages. Reggie you just... Talks Talk, about talks it. About it on the <laughs> reveals it, reveals it to the public. Yeah, but they're only girls that want to be tied up in cages. So I don't really see the negative. Oh, did you that. get them to stick the box yeah. on the form? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> what do you think about the touchy comb guard? Do you think that you could train the likes of like Forefinger Will and everyone else to fight with lightsabers to defend us from our haters? Because I, mean, I can get us haters. If in, I can in, teach in you, I can teach hat. them. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I can manage it. Yeah. Cool. Right. We'll start working on that. But if the cult is... That's going to be my birthday party this year. <laughs> Everyone turns up, gets, gets handed a helmet yeah. and a fucking lightsaber. <laughs> okay. The new uniform for the Tajik Home Guard are just a bl- uh, black Jedi robe. So anybody that wants uh, to be out, let in a Rooney's party this year must come wearing their black Jedi robe. <laughs> Dressing gowns are acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> but if the cultists don't want to fight to defend us, then oh. I have a second subscription they may be interested in. Is it get the fuck out of our cult? <laughs> no. It's actually the opposite of that. Oh. For the low, low price of just £30 a month, they can gain access to the top secret inner sanctum of the cult of Tajig. This as yet unnamed VIP group with a come with a whole host of like spiritual, mm. sexual and tangible rewards mm. in the form of gifts. Like I was thinking, like dirty fongs, things like that. I was gonna say, I've got these little tiny glass jars here. We could just both wank into one of them and send them out. Done. That's the first gift. That's the first <laughs> gift you get. Uh, That's month one. Whilst the cult touching will still remain free, inclusive, and open to anybody, <clears> the new inner sanctum is purely for like true believers or anybody that's willing to spend thirty pound a month. We'll we'll give you some of Reggie's bathwater. Yeah. 
Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my pubes when I beat them off. Anything. Anything you want. Picture of my asshole. <laughs> I love the commitment to that bit. <laughs> it's super low key, but you've been carrying that on for months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember most of the bits we do in these episodes. I love how you've latched onto this little Veet one. <laughs> yeah. I do love a good bottle of Veet. It's so much easier than actually shaving. Right, finally. Yes. If they don't want to defend us or join our super secret sexual inner sanctum. Yeah. <laughs> I've got one last way that I'm making money. Okay. At the moment, right? I bought a load of women's thongs on offer in Primark. And what I've started doing is wearing them as I go about my day. And then in the evening, once they're dirty, I sell them on the internet for like £50 each. Admittedly, all the old perverts think I'm a 20, hot 21-year-old blonde girl. But you know, what they don't know won't hurt them, right? Are you, are you Regjet439 on eBay? Yeah, I know. I've got um, to stop buying them thongs, mate. Yeah, I saw your address come up a couple of times, so you'll be you'll be happy to know I put a fifty percent discount on them. I was actually hoping it was Amy buying them. Really, but, um, no, I like I like to wear them. <laughs> Ooh, Reggie stench. Well, I didn't know it was Reggie stench. I just thought it was some dirt bag on the internet. Unfortunately, it's a dirt bag on the internet. I know. Is she creamed in these, or is this a veep? <laughs> this smells like V. Yeah. Fresh. Still a couple of pubes in it. <laughs> I can sell this to the inner sanctum. Those <laughs> fucking weirdos will buy anything. I can't wait to see the Tutjik Museum of Natural History. And it's just going to be like your used thongs. Yeah. An empty bottle of Veet as touched by Reggie. <laughs> and people will pay £15 a time to come in and look at these. These artefacts. A solid French, French made outfit. Solid French, complete with stains. <laughs> and then just like 15 orange touching branded dildos, like just each one as, <laughs> as Will refines his 3D, his 3D <laughs> and they get better and bigger. More intricate, <laughs> like a pig's penis. The touching dildo hall of fame. <laughs> The last one's just like a big orange bad dragon dildo that he's It'll be like one of those, um, we'll set up one of those like 4D cinemas that you get when you go to like Disney World and shit. And through key moments in the film, Rooney will jizz on you from the chair in front. You'll get poked in the back by Reggie's chode. (laughs) And for five lucky people, a cage will come up from around your seat and (laughs) enclosure. And then I will appear with a wand. A four-fingered hand will glass, grasp at you clamorly. <laughs> From a grate in the floor. A grate in the floor. Look at that one of those horror mazes. No, the horror maze is just like you walk through the maze and every time you turn the corner, it's a dead end. It's just a picture of Will. It's just Will. <laughs> just a picture of Will bent over and a kill is running his ass. It starts off, he's just standing there in a kilt. <laughs> every corner you turn, he gets closer and closer to just exposing his butthole. Yeah, every time there's a dead end, there's a picture of Will <laughs> exposing his ass. Every time there's a, like, you, you've gone in the right direction, there's just a picture of Amy. <laughs> Topless. Topless. <laughs> Are these going to be panoramic shots, like, on end? <laughs> Portrait mode. I, it depends. I was, I mean, I wasn't going to be as presumptuous in the fact that you would let me take the pictures. So I thought I'd just oh, okay. you to, to, to use your creative. I mean, there'll have to be long distance shots because we've already established that she can flop her tit out of a window Rapunzel style. So um. <laughs> that's what it is. It's the view of looking up at the upper bedroom and then this tit. just this tit just yeah. streaming down at your face. <laughs> that's how you know you're going the right way in the maze. This is perfect. 
by the way, if anybody wants to purchase one of my thongs, it's uh, <laughs> it's at www.dirtyreggisolo.com. <laughs> that will also be on the link tree underneath the. We need fans. to buy some of these bullshit domains you keep coming up with, so that when people go there, they actually just direct back to our fucking podcast or something. <laughs> when they can, it's just a <laughs> the home screen just a picture of Will when he's killed. <laughs> It's just a picture of a soiled thong. Yeah. yeah. On, like a, on like a kitchen worktop, just a soiled thong. <laughs> Taking a really shit photo of it. Yeah. Oh, my God. A bottle of Veet next to it, just to stay on brand. <laughs> stay on brand. V, if you would like us to, spo- uh, to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> we're, we're open. Yeah. We're we are open to sponsorship deals. Big time fans of your product. I mean, Primark, you want us to, you want to sponsor us with your thongs? Yeah. I'll give you 20% of any fungs I sell. <laughs> you, know, you know the sponsorship we're actually going to fucking get, don't you? Like Suella Braverman will be on the fucking phone. Yeah, yeah, what we want to do is we want to broadcast you guys out from the White Cliffs over the loudspeakers yeah. to put off the immigrants from coming to our shores because yeah. they'll they'll listen to the bullshit you guys are saying and we think that that's going to be much better than an angry Nigel Farage standing on the beach yelling at them. They're like, we tried your giant dildo. We tried the giant dildo. Yourself. And people thought it was funny. They looked at it and they thought there is nothing negative about being told to go and give myself an orgasm. So, yeah, I'll come to this country and have their sexual freedom. So that backfired. What we need is for you two to live podcast on the... <laughs> on the White Cliffs of Dover. Every day for 12 hours. 12 hours a day, every day. Fucking hell. <laughs> massive speakers just pumping it out across the channel. Pumping it out across the channel until France finally has enough and declares war. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you English pig dogs. We can't listen to your tajig anymore. It's all right. We'll just threaten to blow up their beautiful city and they'll just go and hide in the woods. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> Reggie hates France. You heard it here first, folks. I don't hate France. They make some of the best cheese in the entire world. Oh, uh, de Bossin. Yeah. <laughs> de van. De pan. De, de Bossin. Ah, uh, 90s cheese adverts. Shout out to Casey, who uh, introduced me to buying a French stick and a pot of uh, <laughs> Borsan, and then, you know, just dunking. Also, Borsan, we're open to uh, yeah. sponsorship deals. I'll even pretend to like that jizz that you call cheese. Before I go home today, can you remind me to actually go to Primark tomorrow and buy a fong? Because I reckon I can sell one to, to at least Roxanne on Wednesday. <laughs> Computer. Set a reminder. What's the reminder for? Reggie, go buy a thong. When did I remind you? One hour. Okay, I'll create a reminder to go off in one hour. <laughs> Thank you, computer. That, well, that's 50 quid. That's like there half of a new Blue Yeti mic. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, hear me out here, that's a bulk purchase of a bunch of Primark thongs. Fair enough, yeah. You which could get loads. I can, as I learned today, if you take 13 silver florins, within one month, you can make that a much bigger amount M- of florins. Much bigger amount of florins, yeah. They, they never specify how much the much bigger No, they is. kind of forget about that. At one point, it's 50 gold florins yeah. is what they bet, and they say that's all their money. So, you know, I don't know how many silver florins were in a gold oh, one. Oh, I but. don't know. But, yeah, I think we could... Uh, yeah, if we invest in the box, then... I mean, we could sell twice as much if you start wearing them too. We could do, but we'd have to sell extra for mine because my butthole is heavenly. All right, we'll do mine for 50, yours for like 75. 
Okay, I'm down. <laughs> I've, I've got some you can get started with, mate. <laughs> Let me go in my dress-up box. I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll make yours 100, and then you can source yours from, like, M&S or... <laughs> oh, fancy! Yeah, and I'll just feed the Primark version in the Primark ones. <laughs> We're already the Primark podcast. <laughs> yeah, we get mis- misshapen after a few washes, too. Did you? So- <laughs> Roxanne, I'm willing to give you my bank details and just send the money right, after that one. Let's stop talking about you selling dirty thongs. All right. I saw something interesting today. Okay. Now, I've, I mentioned uh, Will and E a couple of times on this podcast before. Oh, if only, sorry. If only I still had that flame thong you bought me. That, I could you mean you, you mean you didn't keep it and tre- treasure it after all these years? No, the look my then-girlfriend gave me when I unwrapped it made me realise that. <laughs> Probably shouldn't keep it. You should have seen the look on my now-fiancé's face when I put that on before sex one time. <laughs> I mean, I still had sex, but that's not the point. She was disappointed in me. She's like, you still look bad at Reggie, though. <laughs> Back then, I did. Yeah. Um, no, right. I was talking about Will and E. This is one hell of a segue. Um, I've spoken about him a couple of times. He's now doing his own podcast, right. which is basically him spending like 20 minutes, 25 minutes, uh, sat there in a chair with his cute dog talking about stuff on the internet that week. Okay. So it's kind of like our intros, but with more cute dogs and less profanity. It's like our touchy gear today, just he's not. As hard working as us, and he exactly he takes the easy way. Like 20, not, 25 minutes. The ones I've seen, he's sat in like a big beanbag chair, and it's like you're not suffering for your art. Do is you he, know how cold it is in that fucking on warehouse? His, on this podcast, has he ever suggested making money by selling dirty thongs? I don't think so. No, mm, it's not a podcast that I want to listen to. But he posted the other week, and I did retweet this uh, under the touching account in the hopes that you know, notice me, senpai. Um, <laughs> He was number two. Yeah, because Will Roxanne, we're not top of the tree. <laughs> There's people that we want to notice after. <laughs> yeah. We, we've got some coattails we can hang on. Um, <laughs> um, but he was number two in podcasts in the UK. Yeah. Under the Joe Rogan harrowing experience, whatever the fuck he calls it. Uh, the Joe Rogan experience. There you go, that. Yeah. Um, he posted one today, I think it was. He is now number one in the UK, with Joe Rogan being immediately underneath him. But yeah, but that's easy for him because he did all the hard work on YouTube. Yeah, he's already, he's got, already got his fan on base YouTube. or his listener base or whatever he wants to refer to them as. Yeah. So he just goes on his YouTube and is like, I made a new podcast. And suddenly he's got like six figure Everyone's downloads. Everyone's all like tuned in. Yeah. yeah, I think he's got a, like a separate YouTube <coughs> channel for his podcast. Which obviously gets shout outs and everyone from the main channel has migrated across to that channel. On me. So um, I figure what we need to do is get a cute dog. I've got one of them. True, actually, you have. Yeah. But she's huge. Oh, we need a smaller cute. We need dog. a small, we need a like Dachau sort of size. Okay, yeah, I can steal one of them. Okay, yeah, we need to we need to procure a yeah. cute dog that can can bark and make appropriate noises at the appropriate times whilst we're recording. Imagine, like, we were talking about your dirty thongs, and after a, after a, a particularly disgusting moment, the dog went, bruf, bruf. people would lose their shit. They would literally be coming up to our houses and throwing money through the window at us. I mean, I agree. Can we not just still... Can you not just isolate the sounds of his dog? <laughs> Put them in your little... Put them in my little sound bank. Sound bank, and then we can never 
we can just like once show a little dog and then in future just have the dog and we just borrow of... a dog for the day and then just like use the sound effects and people will just assume it's that dog yeah that's that's big brain time that is wow. that's what they call a pro gamer move wow <laughs> mark that on your calendars yeah. folks <laughs> I mean, no, forget all about that because it's totally going to be the, 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 the same dog every week. If you've got a mirror, I just want to check out I'm still me. <laughs> all right, don't make this weird. Okay. Uh, pardon me. Was that your intro? No, I've still got two more parts. Yeah. Fuck my life. Okay. Right. We're 40 minutes in. Are we really? Yeah, I was like, shit, that can't be all of his intro. No, no, no. We'll fly through 1993 then. Right. You, you just killed the Nuka Cola. Power armor, dude. And there, he just kissed it. That's odd. Kissed it bow. See, that's what you'll get, ladies. I'll kick you and I'll kiss it bow. No, right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on. We're supposed to be staying away from controversial subjects this week. Okay, after last week when we weren't sure there was going to be an episode one, whatever the fuck this is, 151. Yeah. Okay, right. <clears throat> Sensible. Sensible. 1993. 93. How old were you in 93. I was born December 81, so I was 12 until December 93. At, at this point in, in 93, I was... Uh, 11. 11. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> so young. We're going to start with your favourite. What do you think the average house price was <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Like half a tin of beans and a crust of bread? Close. 55,857 <sighs> pounds. What about average car price? Uh, I can't remember what they were last time. Then it's gone down. It's, it's gone down. 12,000. No, it's 9,758. Oh, my God. Average salary has gone up. Oh. Very slightly. Uh, 30,000. You always say like around. I do, don't I? Like 12,447 a year. Fucking hell. How was anyone alive in the 90s? When you consider all those numbers, it's crazy to think that in 1993, the cost of a 30-second Super Bowl ad was $850,000. Isn't it like... So in a world where... Several million these days. I don't know. But in a world where you're like... <laughs> you can buy a house <laughs> for 55 grand. You're paying your average employee £12,000 a year. You would then go and spend $850,000 on a 30-second ad. That, the disparity is a bit... That's capitalism. Yeah. Uh, the food, in a nutshell. The Food Network premiered on television. I remember that. Yeah. I still watch the Food Network. Is it still going? Network. Yeah. Huh. There used to be two on Sky. They used to have two cooking channels. There was Good Food, which was the British one, and then the Food Network, which was the American one. Yeah. But somewhere, somewhere along the lines with no fanfare, Good Food just disappeared. So now I'm just stuck to watching Food Network. How bizarre. Yeah. Uh, Intel. This is one. I pulled this one for you. <laughs> Intel introduced the Pentium family of 32-bit microprocessors. I remember being so jealous when my next-door neighbor got a new PC and it had a Pentium 2 processor in it. And I was like, I'm languishing in the fucking dark ages over here with a <laughs> Pentium 1. I just can't, father. <laughs> Daddy! Daddy! <laughs> i got to stop saying that because one day I'm going to find a girl that's quite submissive and she's going to think it's funny. To... Daddy! <laughs> <laughs> the first episode of the children's series, The Animals of Father and Wood, began on BBC One. Fucking hell. Fucking loved that programme when that I was, was a kid. Program, that was a good programme, That was awesome. I mean, I'm an animal lover as it is, but yeah, The Animals of Father and Wood was one of them after-school programmes that I oh, used to was, yeah. love 
but would never admit I loved it at the time because I would have got bullied. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the world population in 1993 was 5.54 billion. The UK's population was 57.7 million. Uh, the average. I, I would be more surprised about that if I knew what the current population of either of those places is. The world is like seven and a half it's billion. Seven point five, isn't it? Yeah, seven point six. The UK is something like sixty-six or sixty-seven around oh, okay. that. I remember from, well, that's what it was in 2020 when they were doing COVID. I remember reading that somewhere. Uh, okay. Uh, average price of a loaf of bread, 56p, Oof. up two pence. Up from two pence from last before. year. Average price of a pint of milk, 34p, up two oh, pence from the year before. Scandalous. Average price of a pint of beer, 155, up seven pence from the year below before. <laughs> An average price of a litre of petrol. Oh, 50. 56p. 54p. 54p a litre. 4p from the year before. He's just launched a bulldog clip across the room. No, I've not got it. Right, news. <laughs> you still launched it across the room. The fact that you picked it up afterwards does not negate it across that. the room. I let go of it. It landed about three mil to my, to my side. Three mil. You're such a knob. Right, news. I've tried to refine <laughs> this yet again. Okay. So I refined it too much last time, and I refined it slightly less this time. Right? Okay. Uh, British new- newspapers carry reports the Princess of Wales wants a divorce from the Prince of Wales, <gasps> despite the announcement of their separation, uh, stating that there are no plans for a divorce. I mean, to be fair, you can understand it. You look at Diana. She was a bit tasty. Oh, yeah. And she was an interesting person and, you know, wasn't horribly inbred. And then you look at Charles. Sorry, His Majesty King Charles the Pansy Lover or whatever the fuck his title is. Uh his actual correct title is uh, King Charles. Pay attention to me and not my Nazi brother. No, close. Oh. Close. Um, Prince Charles, the human tampon. <laughs> not with those ears. Not unless Camilla's got a vagina like the Channel Tunnel. Did you never did what I swear we... Oh, that, that was a callback. I swear we talked that about That was a callback, yes. The that time was to the... the um... Then someone... Uh, they... What do they do to your phone so they can listen to you? Tap. They tapped his phone and they caught him making like, yeah. like conversations to, to Camilla being, I'm so jealous, I wish I was your tampon. Yeah. yeah. And he's uh, he's the king. <laughs> king Charles, the tampon. Well, he will be because his coronation's coming up. <laughs> Reggie the Unlovable brand, King Charles, the human tampon. Human tampon. That's not a headline. I don't know what it is. Uh, bookmakers cut their odds of the monarchy being abolished by the year 2000 from 100 to 1. See, we, we let them one. down, people. We let the bookkeepers, the bookmakers down. Uh, economists warn that, un- warn that unemployment could reach a new high of 3.4 million this year. <gasps> uh, on May 31st, Oasis played a legendary gig at King Tut's Wawa Hut in Glasgow. That night, they met Alan McGee, the owner of Creation Records. He offered them a record deal that night, and they subsequently signed that uh, a, later the, that year. If you... If you're starting to understand why I was doing that uh, <laughs> in the 90s. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, murder of James Bolger. A two-year-old is murdered by two 10-year-old boys on Merseyside. I know that it's dark and we normally stay away from stuff like this, but when I saw it yesterday researching, I was like... That's a, that's a key part of the year, really, isn't I it? still remember that night. I will never forget that night. Like you, I'm, the boys, and James Bolger. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first wank. This is another public service announcement brought to you in part by Reggie. Reggie, it's not just Reggie. That's a character. (laughs) Rooney is a character too. 
um, no, I, I, my, I remember it vividly. Like, I, I'd only had a TV in my bedroom for like, I don't know, a year or two at this point. Mm. Gosh, I don't think I have one at this point. It was a Saturday because my parents had invited their friends around. So, I mean, my brother got banished <laughs> <laughs> to our bedroom for the evening. And I just remember that was all that was on any yeah. TV channel all night was that grainy security camera footage yes. of the two kids leading them out of the shopping centre. And I just remember, as a 12-year-old, this was probably my introduction to, like, murder and... How fucked up the world is. Yeah. She's, like, kids younger than me are committing murder, and that's yeah. my wake-up call to what, like, how dark it's, the world is. It's crazy, because Cody's nine. Yeah. It means, like, next year, following that timeline, he's ready for murder. We went and did something. He cries if he sees a, a stuffed toy in the shop that is too cute. He will literally burst into tears, and it's like... We went and did something for a future episode on Friday. I'm not going to reveal reveal what it was, but at one point, Cody looked at me and went, scared now, so I went outside (laughs) with him. I was like, you tell me about Roblox, and uh, we'll take your mind off of it. Uh, Staples, an American office superstore chain, opens its first store in Britain in Swansea. Uh, Of course it was fucking Swansea. This next one's for you. Vauxhall launches its all-new Corsa Super Mini, the replacement for the long-running Nova, which, like its predecessor, is built at the Zaragoza plant in Spain. I'm a big fan of Corsas. No, but, you know, from my vague memories, car conversations, you you normally have something to add in when there's a car (laughs) conversation. The other week you were telling me that I treat women like cars because I want to rag them out. Use (laughs) Corsa as the... uh, (laughs) (laughs) okay fair enough second to james bolger something else happened this year which was overall the news and again really was one of my first wake-up calls to how bad the world can be the courses release surely yeah Yeah. (laughs) black london teenager stephen lawrence is stabbed to death at elton was that long ago in south london while waiting for a bus fucking hell i thought that was much later than that not only was that an eye-opener for a 12 year old me was that when you realised you aren't black? No, I still thought I was black for a few more years. After okay. That. No, it was... That... They weren't big on mirrors in the solo household. No, no, no. no. <laughs> for obvious reasons, we've met you. Yeah, they dropped me as a kid and then they broke, got rid of all the they mirrors. got rid of all the mirrors think. you could see. <laughs> no, like, if James Bolger was my introduction to murder, I think Stephen Lawrence was a reinforcing of murder and probably my introduction to racism too. Uh, that okay. somebody would get killed just because of the colour of their skin. Just because of the colour of their skin. It's fucked up. Um, but I also included it because do you remember how the country came to a standstill for a good couple of weeks over this news? Like this was on every news show for weeks. It was on the front of every paper for weeks. This was a massive big deal. Not really. And now, I think unfortunately, that's probably because about this time I I had discovered video games. Fair enough. But uh, that's how I spent all of my free time. It's just it goes to show that like that was country stopping news at the time. That was big news. Black now, teen being stabbed was like now boom. teens get stabbed on the streets of London every day, and it's they don't even it's make a daily noise. occurrence. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Uh, unemployment fell for the first time since May 1990, standing at 2.97 million, sparking hopes that recession. Uh, the recession was nearly over. Lies, it's still going. The economic recovery continued as business failures are reported to have fallen for the second quarter running. Sorry, all of this is in like past tense and I'm trying to... 
Rewired as I'm going. Uh, inflation, inflation reached a 29-year low of 1.3%. I don't know what inflation is now, but it's nowhere near it's that low, is it? more than that. I think it's a four-point something. Uh, MI5 publishes a booklet, the security service, revealing publicly for the first time its activities, operations, and duties, as well as the identity and photographs of Stella Remington as Director General. Uh, the Department of Health revealed the number of people on hospital waiting lists has reached one million for the first time. Oh, now is, we'd, we'd, people would give their right arm for it to be down to a million. Which Jesus. Is why I included that as well. Wow. Uh, the British National Party won its first council seat in the London borough of Tower Hamlets. And now they don't exist. Thank the Lord. Mm. The England national football team failed to qualify for the World Cup in America. <laughs> uh, despite winning their final qualifying match 7 1 against San Marino. San Marino. National manager Graham Taylor is expected to leave the job imminently. The Welsh national side also missed out on a place in the World Cup. Um, at the Welsh game, a 67-year-old fan is killed by a rocket flare let off in the stands at Cardiff Arms Park. Graham Taylor resigns as England's manager of the England football team after three years in charge. Uh, Diana, Princess of Wales, announces her withdrawal from public life. New car sales enjoy an increase this year for the first time since 1989. The Ford Escort is Britain's best-selling car for the second year running on a new, new Ford Mondeo and Vauxhall Corsa. Vauxhall Corsa enjoy strong sales in their first year on the British market. I really want an Escort. I hated them when I was younger. As I'm getting older, I really want a vintage Escort. My dad had two Escorts growing up. He had a gold one. It was awesome. Yeah, they were really nice cars. Finally... With the economy growing for the first time since spring 1990, inflation is a 33-year low of 1.6. Although my earlier note said it was at a 29-year low, so I don't know how it's managed to gain four years. <laughs> it's finance. It doesn't have to make sense. Anything there that you would like to dig into a bit further, or do you think we've covered news for 1993? I think, I think we've done news for 93. Right, top 10 hit singles in 1993. Okay. Number 10. Uh, 1992's number one. I will always love you by Whitney Houston. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Still making the top Still 10. Still in the, the top 10. Uh, number nine, Mr. Vane by Culture Beat. Oh, mate, that's a banger. Call him Mr. Southern. Call him Mr. Vane. Call him insane, insane, insane. I know what I want. And I want it now. I want you. Because I am Mr. Vane. <laughs> I didn't. I couldn't quite get it at the start, but the minute you started, I was like, oh, I'm in. <laughs> I remember this now. Here's one. Here's one that you you definitely be able to break into. Number eight. What is love by Hadaway? What oh. is love? Baby, Baby don't, don't hurt, hurt me. me. Don't hurt me. No more. Number yeah. seven. I had a rumour that, aside from number six, this was your favourite song of the year. Oh, Carolina by Shaggy. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, Carolina. <laughs> My love. <laughs> oh, no. But your actual official favourite song of 1993 mm -hmm. was Mr. Blobby by Mr. Blobby. <laughs> My sister had that on single. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the sixth most popular song of 1993. Number five, oh, Dreams God. by Gabrielle. Dreams can come true. Yeah. Number four. And this one, I had this on CD single. <laughs> I ran around school halls to it at parties. I danced in my bedroom to it. <laughs> I had no idea of the cultural significance of it at the time. But No Limit by Two Unlimited. 
No, no limits. Oh, we'll reach for God, the sky. Yeah. Valley too deep. No mountain Man, too high. Man, this was a banging year for shit party tunes. No, 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 there's no limits. Techno, techno, techno. I forgot the techno, techno, techno. But when I say culturally significant, like, this pinpoints us coming towards the end of, like, the, the whole house, the, the whole, whole yeah. ecstasy, the whole club movement where yeah. suddenly, like, the songs that they were they're being made by people in their bedrooms, like, or across they Europe. Were, they were breaking to the Chicago, mainstream and... They were becoming, like, number one hit singles, which was kind all of... The, all this fucking Euro trash EDM was yeah. coming over and, yeah. Uh, number three, All That She Wants by Ace of Bass. All, all that, that she wants, wants is another baby. She's gone tomorrow, but all that she wants is another baby. Oh, <laughs> yeah, mate. I think we. I might just start doing top ten <laughs> hit singles of any random year, so we can sing along. This is fun. Uh, number two, if I can't help falling in love with you by UB40. I always thought that was a much, much older song. Yeah? Yeah, I figured that was like a, a mid-80s song. Oh, I'm struggling to find a frame of reference for it, to be honest. Uh, falling in love. Because it was uh, one. Elvis. Yeah, one you before you, basically a reggae covers band. Pretty much. So yeah. it probably is an older song. but Yeah, because it's an Elvis song, but I thought their version came out a lot earlier. Do you want to take a guess? Like a, just a shot in the dark of what was the number one oh, biggest hit hell. single. Was it uh, Scatman by Scatman John? I'm going to give you a... <laughs> I'll take that as a no. I'm going to give you a bit of help here. Vegetable bun. When it comes to the artist. Vegetable bun? What's the opposite of a vegetable bun? Or a similar? Meat. I Meat. <laughs> meat scone. <laughs> I don't know. So disappointing. It was, I'd do anything for love, but I won't do oh, that. Oh, meatloaf. Loaf. I had that on single. <laughs> did you? Yes, I did. Oh, like what, 11, 12 year old, and it was quite romantic. What happened? I discovered <laughs> masturbation um, <laughs> and got sick of hearing that song. That song came on. I can't remember what radio station it was. They were playing in the office the other day. Oh, okay. And that came on mid-afternoon, and I was like, I haven't heard this song in four. Ever. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Oh, no, no, I won't do I, <laughs> I still know it. most of the words. I'm not a meatloaf fan, not by any stretch no. of the imagination. Like, the best thing he ever did was uh, be Big Bob with the bitch tits in Fight Club. But um, <laughs> that song is a 100% glorified That's a, that a stone-cold banger. Is, yeah. Right. Number one. I found it really hard to find the top 10 albums of 1992. Okay. So I'm not sure how accurate <laughs> this list is, but we're going to go through it anyway. I mean, nobody cares to listen to this podcast. No, we're not no, exactly no. Uh, statistically perfect, no. are we? Number 10, Music Box by Mariah Carey. Okay. Number nine. I was a Mariah Carey fan back then as well. Was you really? Yeah. Have, do you know what? You could have given me a million guesses, <laughs> and I would never have guessed that. Nope. Uh, number nine, Zoo Roper by U2. Number eight, Both Sides by Phil Collins. <laughs> Phil number Collins. S- number seven, Promises and Lies by UB40. Number six, So Far So Good by Brian Adams. Oh, God. Number five, One Woman 
The Ultimate Collection by Diana Ross. Number four, Everything Changes by Take That. Fucking Take That. What? Yeah, this is when Take That were just on their way up. I was going to say, yeah, because they didn't have any of the number one singles. No, not at this point. But I think Everything Changes was one of their earliest singles. So they might have won, but I'm not sure if they've got any more than that. Uh, Number three, So Close by Dina Carroll. Number two, Automatic for the People by R.E.M. Number one, do you want to take a shot in the dark at what num- the, num- the number one best-selling album of 1993 is? Um, is it Bat Out of Hell by Meatloaf? No, it's Bat Out of Hell 2 by Meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> Back into Hell, apparently, that's cool. That's right, yes. Mm. I, knew, I knew it was a Meatloaf album because yeah. I remember it being number one yeah. with the uh, or the best-selling um, seeing as we're getting into like my real era of becoming a music fan now, <laughs> there were some notable albums released in 1993. Oh, were there now? And when I say notable, I just mean albums I like. Yes, I was going to say, you, you mean notable to you. Yeah. So I've I've got a little list okay. of them uh, just to give them a shout out because they won in the top 10. Yeah. In Utero by Nirvana. Enter the Wu-Tang by Wu-Tang Clang. <laughs> shout out, Matt. <laughs> Modern Life is Rubbish by Blur. <laughs> A Storm in Heaven by Verve. Now that's a hell of an album. Doggy Style by Snoop Dogg. <coughs> Wild Wood by Paul Weller. Again, hell of an album. And Pablo Honey by Radiohead. If I was to suggest you go listen to any of those albums, it would be A Storm in Heaven by The Verve. Yeah, that is a hell of an album. Although, although they were just called Verve at the time. They yes. They haven't been sued yet. Right. <laughs> I've got the top 20. Whilst I had trouble finding a correct list of top 10 albums... I did find the top 20 box office hits of 1993. Oh, 20 of them. Okay, this yeah. can be interesting because <coughs> I struggle to remember any from the top 10. So, um, Number 20, Scent of a Woman. Made four- oh, with Al Pacino. I don't know. I have no frame of reference. Yes. It made 4.4 million at the box office. Oh, bless. 19, True Romance. Uh, oh, with um, Jamie Lee Curtis and... No, 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 that's True Lies. That's True Lies. True Romance. True Romance is um, Thingy. It's Christian Slater. That's it. uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. It was written by Tarantino. He sold the script and then used the money he got from that to make his first film, which was Red Spot Dogs. That's right. Uh, That made 4.47 million at the box office. Uh, 18, a film I did see when I was a kid. Under Siege. Under Siege with Steven Seagal. That made 4.5 million. 17, a film that I'm sure you must have all kinds of frame of reference for. <laughs> the Mighty Ducks. Might, oh, fucking hell, yeah. That I used made, to love that film. I know. That made 4.6 million. I had a Mighty Ducks hockey shirt. <laughs> I was just I was just thinking of like like year or so that you lot used to play street That's, hockey constantly. It was constantly. a good couple of years we played, yeah. used to play hockey over at the old uh, staff training centre. Yeah. And I was never allowed to play because I couldn't skate. Number 16. <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle, made, which made 5.8 million at the box office. 15, a film we've both definitely seen and covered on this podcast. <laughs> Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Which made 6 million at the box office. <laughs> 14, still, still hanging around a year later. Adam's Family Values. Wow. Uh, I made 6.1. I didn't think it was that good a film. <laughs> 13, the film that. Quentin Tarantino made with the money (laughs) (laughs) he made from the script from True Romance. Reservoir Dogs made 6.3 million. 
12. Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. <laughs> Which was a shit sequel to Honey, I Shrunk, Shrunk the Kids. Kid. That was 6.5 million. Uh, number 11, In the Line of Fire. Yep. I think it's a, it's a military courtroom drama. I have no frame of reference. That made 6.8. Number 10, a film we've both definitely seen and again covered on this mm. podcast. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Made 7.1 million at the box office. Number nine, Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. I've never. Have you heard Stallone? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not not one of his best films, but it's not a bad film. Yeah, I made 7.6 million. Uh, number eight, Indecent Proposal. <laughs> I made 7.9. Number seven, The Firm. Which I vaguely remember, but I've never I seen I know it. it's a thing, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. No, that made 8.1 million. Uh, number six, a film I have seen, mm. The Fugitive. Oh, everyone's seen The Fugitive. That was. I didn't kill my wife. Yeah. I don't care. That was 8.2 million. Number five, A Few Good Men. I think it's Tom Cruise. That's Tom Cruise. Yeah. That, that's another military courtroom yeah. thing. Yeah. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. I can remember the poster. Yeah. And I can remember that quote. Yeah. Don't think I've ever seen it, though. Nope. Nothing else. That made 8.4 million. And now top five. Oh, sorry. Top four. And I've seen all four of them. Oh. Number four. Still here from 99. No, actually, no. <laughs> number four. Making its debut. The Bodyguard. Uh, off, probably off the back of off the album. Is, yeah. That made 10.9 million. Oh. Uh, number three. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Dracula. Which made 11.6 million. Number huh. two, Aladdin. Aladdin. Oh, what, the Disney one? Yeah. I bet that made big bucks. That made 16.1 million. <whistles> Coming in at number one. <laughs> a film that I saw somewhere between three and six times at the cinema. <laughs> and I've seen it hundreds of times since. And I stand by it. We'll stand by this film <laughs> to the day I die. And so would a lot of other people when I tell you how much more money it made than anything else. Debbie Does Dallas. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, yeah. Which brought in 34.9 million at the 34. box office. You know what's insane, right? It's insane that number two was like a film that is legendary, right? Yeah. Aladdin. <laughs> but Jurassic Park made 18 million more, roughly. That's insane. Well, what's really insane is how, how much did Jurassic Park make? 34.9 million. 34.9 million. That was the number one grossing film of, of 1993. Today's film that we're covering was not number one grossing film for its year, and it made 117.5 million. Well, what was its budget? 65 million. So, <laughs> so 30 million more than Jurassic yeah, Park. Yeah, its, its budget was almost yeah. double the, the box office taking <coughs> of the number one film of 93. What do you have any memories of like Jurassic Park? Like initial memories of like when you were a kid? I remember jumping. I remember the jump scare oh, scene yeah. with, the, with the Velociraptor. Yeah, in the underground. Uh, when they're in the, the vents and it jumps up. I jumped the first time I went to see it. I went to see it a couple of days later with different people. And there was a massive, massive guy sat behind me with a large Coke. And yeah. He jumped and poured it all down my back. <laughs> <laughs> it's apparently it's a generational thing because people that haven't seen that film. To this day, jump at that scene oh, every time. Yeah. Like, if they go in blind and don't know about it, it gets people to this day. I'm not exaggerating when I say I definitely went to see it at the cinema between three and six times. <laughs> like, I saw that film 
so much as a kid. It was probably the first film I'd say that grabbed my attention and my imagination, mm. like Star Wars. In what was I twelve? So in about eight years since I first <laughs> saw Star Wars, and had my mind blown. But yeah, it was like I can't wait to the day we cover that on here because we, it's we had be that on an official VHS. Oh yeah, and, I and got watched official VHS. So many, my nan and granddad had a copy. My parents had a copy. So regardless of whose house we were at, it, we could watch was, it. It was one of them films that they make way more of them now than they ever did back then. Mm. But it was a multi-generational film. I could put that film on with my parents and they'd be just oh, yeah. as, just God, as in, yeah. like enthralled in it as I would as a kid. Yeah. As an adult, you kind of see the, you see some bits and you're like, uh, I don't, I'm not a massive fan of this thing. I like <laughs> when the kid's on the electric fence that's meant to hold back dinosaurs and it just blows him off and he's fine. <laughs> and how the kids save the day. Aside from that, though, like as a kid, oh my God, this pressed every single yeah. button. Uh, I did uh, I did find a list of the top 10 books in 1993, but I didn't rec- recognize a single book. <laughs> All right. I didn't think there was any that you may have read. So no, we can just skip not. that. It's not. Finally, for my intro, I came across this this morning and I wanted to see how you feel about it. Okay. The Mandalorian movie announced from George Lucas, uh, Apprentice, will culminate entire storyline. Yeah. There's been a lot of um, a lot of interesting stuff coming out. So first of all, I'm gutted I'm not at Celebration. Yeah. we went, Amy and I went to the last one that was in London and it was fantastic. I'm gutted we but- didn't turn up with an audio recorder. That would have been a really clever thing to do. Yeah, I know several people who haven't had, who couldn't get tickets for all three days. Yeah, so they just turned up, hung around outside, and met people that they knew were going there, and just got involved oh, okay. without actually having tickets. Oh, the minute I saw DJ Mark posting that he was there yesterday, I was just like, "Fuck, this would have been perfect for us yeah. to turn up with an audience." We did actually say we were going to go as well, but. When the tickets came out, I don't think I had any money, uh-huh. so it was a case of new. The Mandalorian movie is coming to culminate Din, <clears throat> Din Djarin and Grogu's Disney Plus art from George Lucas's Apprentice. Amid the chaos with the Star Wars sequel trilogy, the franchise found a smash hit in the John Favreau-created The Mandalorian, following Pedro Pascal's... Oh, skip all that. Yeah, we, we it's been announced that. at Star Wars Celebration 2023 that Din and Grogu's arc is coming to an end, but instead of wrapping it up on Disney Plus... It will be through a Mandalorian film that will be directed by Dave Filoni. Uh, After spearheading the animated pocket of Star Wars with Star Wars The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, he gradually transitions to live action, helping Favreau launch The Mandalorian. But being Lucas's apprentice means that Filoni is well-versed in the lore. This means that he may go deep... He may... This means that he may go a deeper dive into Jedi and Mandalore as the franchise culminates Din and Grogu's story. That doesn't make any sense. No, not really. As for what to expect from the Mandalorian movie, it's safe to say that it will bring as many familiar faces to the big... It's safe to say that it will bring as many familiar faces to the big screen, period. That doesn't make any sense. The Disney Plus show already featured several cameos, so it's likely that Lucasfilm and Disney would want to dial things up for the movie. Characters like Ahsoka, Seb, and maybe even Luke Skywalker might pop up. And I don't normally do this unless it's the Daily Star, but fuck you, Scream Rant. Hire some proper journalists who nice to construct a sentence. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bold choice from Disney. Because they, they after the sequel... 
trilogy. They got they got burned. They got some <coughs> oh, yeah. serious fan backlash. I saw. Hang on, just as, as we're currently on it. Uh, what video on YouTube? I'm, I subscribed to someone. And the video came up this morning. I can't find it now, but basically, it's like it's official. They are going to remake the sequel trilogy. That, I know they've been talking about that for a long, long time. Yeah. But this guy I follow is normally quite good. Like nine out of ten things he says yeah. is going to come true, normally come true. It wouldn't surprise me. I know that they're one of the ways they're kind of distancing themselves from the sequel trilogy is Ray Skywalker is getting a film where she is the master of a new Jedi Order. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. Set Fifteen years after what was the last The Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. It's called the, the, the New Jedi Order, right? Yeah. yeah. What amazes me is... What amazes me is that whilst Mark Hamill's still alive, <laughs> <laughs> they killed off Luke Skywalker and didn't let, let him... <laughs> be the Grand Master we all wanted. Yeah. Now, what amazes me is I, I, there's this, this picture taken from one of the panels where they reveal the timeline. Oh, yeah. And aside from uh, First Order and... Um, what's it called? Um, Jedi. No, High Republic. Yeah, the High, yeah. It's an era thing, and it's got the logos of all different eras. It was quite nice to see Dawn of the Jedi. That's got the classic Dawn of the Jedi thing from the, I think it was Dark Horse comic books, where they introduced the Jedi and told the story of how they came to be. Then you had the Old Republic era, which has that, uses that Old Republic symbol, which is the same one used in Star Wars, the Old Republic video game. Um, Then they put in the High Republic, which comes between that and the, um, what they term as, like... um, Fall of the Jedi, yeah. so it's the, the the end of the Old Republic. Um, but all of those different eras are taken directly from the old expanded universe. Yeah. 90% of the characters they are introducing are from the old expanded universe. And it's just like, guys, really? Could you not have just... Uh, they've just basically taken these cool bits, watered them down, and then they're like, here you go. We, we made this. It's like, no, you, you didn't. Do you think it's possibly that they made their announcement we're getting rid of the old eu we're going to do our own thing and then the backlash that came from that they were kind of like well you know maybe we can start our own new one but it's basically gonna be a diet version it's, of it's the people old one. like favreau and feloni uh feloni in particular oh yeah he's, who is an avowed fan of the expanded yeah. universe and he wants to bring in the stuff that he loved yeah. growing up because at the end of the day the only reason we have the disneyverse is because of the expanded universe of course yeah because because th- they didn't make films for years no there was a huge gap between fucking Return of the Jedi and Episode 1. I mean, if you think that... Like, decades! <laughs> people were going to hang around for decades for a franchise that's not putting stuff out. That's had no content for 20, 30 years. Just look at the Terminator franchise. Yeah. They, they had, to, like, every single... Like, from Terminator 3 onwards, <laughs> every one of them films probably made less money. They had less of a returns. Yeah. yeah. So until the point of that, to bring Mossy's face back. Arnie. No, not... Oh, they brought Arnie back. They brought uh, Sarah Connor back, but they brought producer who directed it. Oh, um, Cameron back. James Cameron. In order to get the fans to be... Oh, Cameron's involved. Oh, James Cameron's involved like, again. That's how they breathed life into that franchise yeah. so if you think after return of the jedi people were still going to be interested by the time phantom menace came out in the way that they were yeah without the eu you're a fucking idiot yeah it was the eu that that kept the the fan base going kept the franchise going and then they just like i think what happened is someone at disney realized that they, the eu was a treasure trove of stuff of course yeah 
it was also a mess. Of course. Because yeah. it was lots of... I mean, I'm rereading the Bounty Hunter Wars trilogy at the moment. And in that, that was written early 90s, maybe? Um, the Mandalorian background hasn't yet been established. Oh, okay. According to that book, all the Mandalorian super commandos are dead and have been for years. The Jedi killed them all. Um, and you know Boba Fett you know, isn't a clone and blah 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 <laughs> yeah so in a very peaceful way yeah. they murdered all the Mandalorians this is all pre the open seasons comic which kind of like reinstated them and started to give them some fleshed out background um, but yeah there's there was all this awesome stuff in there but Disney want, Disney owned that, but didn't want to be tied to that. Because course, yeah. every time they made anything, you'd have some smart ass like me putting yeah. up a blog post going, well, actually, on page 257 of this book, it says blah, 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 which you directly contradict in scene 12, episode 14. Um, I, I think Sam made a good point when he commented on your post. Basically like, yes, they may be fans of it, but they... Don't want to be stuck having. They don't want to be yeah. tied to the, that. They don't want that around their neck. So they were like, "No, this is no longer canon, but we own this, so yeah. we can use that however the fuck we want. So we can bring in these cool things, yeah, and we can just pick and choose the bits that are going to work in our universe and make exactly. them canon again." Yeah, when they comes, should have done that for the sequel trilogy. <laughs> when it comes to the Mandalorian film, like I read that article, my first thought was, "Okay, so after the Rise of Skywalker <laughs> and the backlash from that and the Last Jedi." They were probably like just swore off making films. Yeah, no like, more films. It became almost impossible to just make a Star Wars because up until Force Awakens, you could just make a Star Wars film and basically make a billion dollars. Yeah, but after the Rise of Skywalker, it became almost impossible. Right? Yeah. <coughs> then, kind of Mandalorian was just doing its own thing. It came out. It won Star Wars fans' hearts. It back. just blew up. Yeah, and I guess they probably looked at it and were like. We want to make another film. We've got this IP over here that's doing incredibly well that everyone loves. Why don't we just filter that into the film? Tie that into the, yeah. Because we can make a billion dollars there. And I don't know how much money they make from subscription fees, but they're probably not making that much just from the Mandalorian TV show. But if they give it a bigger budget and put it on the big screen, a billion dollars. Yeah. But do you think that moving forward, this is going to be their business plan. It's like, start something as a show, build a, a fan base, and then, boom, we're on the it's big It's the screen. safe way to do it. Yeah. Because as we've seen, yeah, I mean, they have announced, I think, three more films. The, the Mandalorian being one of them, yeah. the Ray Skywalker one being yeah. another, and I can't remember what the other one is, but there's, there's an, I think it's uh, Dawn of the Jedi one. But they've been announcing... They've been announcing... Films but and trilogies. They for announced years. films. I whatever happened to Rogue as, Squadron? Yeah, you as, know. As soon as um, what's her face? Oh yeah, Patty Jenkins has been Patty, meant Patty to be Jenkins was that, that was supposed to be out like yeah. this year. But every time they announce something on Twitter, it goes rah rah. That, that suddenly disappears from the plans. Yeah. So yeah, maybe that is their, their new business plan. You build up the fact, introduce it as a series. Yeah. You make a se- make a season of it. If it doesn't catch. Yeah, sack it off yeah. make another one especially with with the fucking Mandalorian moving through that timeline yeah you, you, you're getting spin-offs you've got you've already had Book of Boba Fett Ahsoka is now coming out um, and Ahsoka ties in huge elements from Rebels as well yeah. so it's like you know they're, they're, they're getting all these little spin-offs and anything that catches the public's imagination they're very Disney are very good always have been at capitalising on yeah, that of course, yeah. and then if they get to a, a critical mass like they have with the Mandalorian it's like we need to end it 
well, if this people are going this crazy for a TV show, let's put it in the fucking cinema. Of course, yeah. So, yeah. The thing I most, most excited about is the Ahsoka show. That trailer. It does oh look good. Oh, my God. That trailer just looks fucking immense. It does look good. It looks like everything I could ever want from an Ahsoka TV, <laughs> a live-action Ahsoka TV show. I did have to explain the Air to the Empire reference yeah. to, to Amy. I was like, oh, my God, Air yeah. to the Empire. And she was like, yeah, really? So they had to explain what Air to the Empire was. And then she was like, oh, no, that makes sense now. I'm like, yeah. I think um, a nerd. that's what we're going to be doing as our first episode back in general. What, the Ahsoka show? Yeah. We always, like, it's, we do a TV show because we've got a week off. And it's yeah, normally so Star we, Wars. We have, to, we have to start with suffering. <laughs> it's normally Star Wars. So there we go. Ahsoka. Done. It's Ahsoka. <laughs> Unless it turns out to be shit, then we won't. But it. then we won't bother. But yeah. I doubt anything with what's her facing is ever going to be shit. Yeah, it, it does look good. I can't remember her name. What is it? Rosario Dawson. Yeah, oh my god, fucking love Rosario. <laughs> I saw some pictures uh, yesterday. A friend of mine, several of my friends are at celebration. Um, he put, uploaded some pictures from Friday. I think it was. He didn't have a ticket to get in. He was yeah. one of them that was just loitering around outside. Um, and he went to the Ahsoka meetup, oh. and there's dozens of Ahsokas okay. there, and Ashley Eckstein. Oh, awesome! The voice. Yeah. She was there, and she was basically. They did a whole bunch of photo ops and stuff. Quick question: Yeah, how many of them Ahsoka's that were at celebration yesterday got accused of cultural appropriation? I was hoping you wouldn't bring this up because it makes me angry. I know. <laughs> None of them. <laughs> I know what buttons to press because it's only fuck nuggets on the internet who are like, "Uh, that's cultural." Right. So, any of you that aren't aware, there was a post. Someone posted up a picture of their Ahsoka. Cosplay complete with the orange face paint, which Ahsoka has because she is a Togruta and they have orange colored skin. Um, somebody posted in response to this this is a big cosplayer, and that someone responded to uh, this is cultural appropriation. So, can you take this down? You need to delete this and stop doing it. And they're like, What are you talking about? This is literally a make believe alien that I'm cosplaying as. Their argument was. That because this make-believe alien is played by a black lady, cosplaying as that character is cultural appropriation. Now, if you're still with me and haven't been struck dumb by the sheer idiocy of that claim, then bear with me because there was a second person making the same claim. I would just like to put out to those people that they should put their heads in a gas oven, turn it on, and do the gene pool a favour. Fuck my life. Have you seen my new tactic of, like, when I think I've said some stuff that I'm really ashamed of, <laughs> I bring up stuff that I know you're going to get angry and start ranting about, so I look better. Oh, that just pissed me no, I know. right I was, off when I saw it. I was looking for it. There was even somebody that commented something like, doesn't matter if they're an alien, it's still cultural appropriation, even if they're fictional. And I'm like, oh. Oh my god. You are everything that is wrong with Twitter. Yes. You are everything that is wrong with social justice warriors. Yeah. You give the rest of us a bad name. I know you like to think that you're a social justice warrior, but the day you become a cunt like that, (laughs) this podcast's (laughs) over, our friendship's (laughs) over. See, we get particularly riled up about this because, you know, us and Ahsoka, we've got a lot in common. Yeah. With the orange. Yeah. And the not being a Jedi. Being incredibly fuck- fuckable, but ultimately unlovable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's a massive difference between love and fucking. 
You can fuck me, you just can't love me. What was it I saw the other day? Three inches feels like nine when you're in love. <laughs> it was on one of these compilations of like massively cringe posts and someone had put that and then like the crying face emoji and I was just like, I need to tell Reggie this. Yeah. <laughs> His dick can get bigger if he just finds someone to love him. Oh, if only. <laughs> if only. I mean, you you could feel like like a, an actual sized penis. <laughs> you could get you could get past the labia. <laughs> Come on, ladies, give him a chance. <laughs> so you chose a film for us to watch this. Week. I chose a film for us to watch this week. What did I choose this week? Oh yeah, I chose a film this week, um, and it's Amy's fault because. I didn't want to watch this film for, for years, and then she forced me to watch it with her feminine wiles, and <laughs> uh, it's actually a really good film. This was years ago. I mean, we've been together for fucking donkey's years. When so. you say feminine wiles, did she make you go and stand outside the house so she could throw, show you she, a tit She threw a tit down the window. I climbed up, and she was like, right, now you go watch this film. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Well, I think the feminine wiles was that I realised she got lubed up over Heath Ledger, and uh, because Heath Ledger wasn't there... Somebody was gonna have to deal with that situation, oh, and then I was like, "No, actually, this is a good film." Let's face it: who doesn't get lubed up over here? <laughs> Apparently, Jocelyn. But we'll get to that. Heath Ledger was the original Chris Hemsworth, right? Yes, actually. Yeah, I, I, my WhatsApp is now. You watched me go to uh, mm. Task Manager and I've, shut that shit down, and I've it's seen still running. Your sister, your sister, messenger. I've seen. The cultists. The cultists uh, are clearly chatting away. Long conversation. Yeah. Every every now and then, they just it just pops my up in the corner of my. Yeah. Uh, that's why I turned the the speakers off because it was still making little chiming noises. Whereas um, I've just no one cares for me. So. No one cares for you. They're not tagging you in yet in it yet. No. Um, so yeah, we watched <laughs> a Knight's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> and this this film really annoyed me. <laughs> He's still giggling away over there. <laughs> I tagged you in something the other day, and they were like, "Oh, hey! yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you can't do that." Yeah. That's that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> this this film this annoyed me because um, I suggested this film because I was like, I don't need to worry about if it's streaming anywhere. I was like, I know it is streaming, but we've got it on DVD downstairs. It's gone. The DVD has evaporated. I couldn't. I typed it in to see if it was streaming anywhere and basically couldn't find it. And then I realised they were showing it on film four, but it didn't start till like half past six last night. Oh. And it was three hours long because of all the adverts. <laughs> so I only actually watched this film once because by the time it oh, had, like Lord. I'd actually sat down to watch it last night, run out of time. Yeah. And then so I had to watch it this morning and fast forward all the adverts. Uh, okay. Which is why I haven't got as many notes because I was more just like, wow, this is a really good this film. This is a really good film. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've got a whole bunch of trivia, and I've actually got a sensible amount of notes this week as well. Cool. Um, including some with input from Amy, because uh, Friday she was like, so are you going to watch that uh, film tonight? I was like, I could do. She was like, no, you should watch that film tonight, because then I can watch it with you. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll watch the film tonight then. So, yeah, I actually <laughs> ding, ding, had... Ding. I will not be falling asleep first tonight. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think that, but I did. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, I mean, she's got my number, right? She knows. No, because she fell asleep last night. Oh, okay. So, um, despite me trying to wake her up several times during the night. Um, so, should I text her at midnight and I see if she's still awake? Oh, oh, God, no. Cody's going to bed at half past six tonight. And... <laughs> 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 that 
out of there. Is that it? No. Put the headphones back on. <laughs> Keep your door shut. You've got at least another three minutes. Um, <laughs> so, actually, we're going around my mum's later. I'm just going to leave him there. Yeah, not a bad <laughs> idea. Um, so, trivia. Yeah. The, the film was released on the 11th of May, 2001. Oh, okay. Yes, a date which, well, a year which will become significant later on with one of my notes. Um, had a budget of 65 million US dollars. I struggle to see where they spent that. I actually thought it probably would have been more. You reckon? There's a lot of sets. There are a lot of sets, I suppose. No, yeah. no, they could probably go to like what they call these places. Sound stages? Not sound Locations. stages. Locations. Like, um,. And I have them. They'll set up every, all the out-of-work actors gone, renaissance fairs. I think places like that where a lot of this stuff's already built that yeah. they could just go in and take over. Oh, that's not bad. That but at the idea. same time, like, there's a lot. It's a long film and there's a lot it that is. goes on. I didn't on realize it. it was so long. It's like two hours and 12 minutes yeah. if you don't watch it on Channel 4. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at the box office, it made 117.5 million US dollars. So, $52 million profit. That's mm -hmm. not bad at all. Not, not bad. bad whatsoever. What oven? Apparently Amy's cooking something and has the kitchen door open. Uh, written and directed by Brian Helgeland. Never who also made him. Payback, 42, and Legend. I've seen Payback. I don't think I've seen either of the other two. I haven't seen any of them. Um, based on The Knight's Tale by Geoffrey Chaucer, which itself makes up the first chapter of his Canterbury Tales which everyone knows of that. Of course, yeah. I remember we read that at uh, primary school. I haven't read Canterbury Towers. Have you not? No, so I was... I haven't... I, I've, I've, <coughs> read it, I've had it read to me yeah. in in uh, assembly, but I haven't actually sat down and read it. Is it good? It, from what I remember, it was all right, but yeah. bearing in mind, I was probably about 10 at the time. Fair enough. So, um, <laughs> starring Heath Ledger, Mark Addy, Rufus Sewell, Sewell? Sure. Sure, yeah. Paul Bettany, Alan Tudyk, and Shannon Sozomon, mm. which is an absurd name. Yeah. Um, when Chaucer first introduces Sir Ulrich in his speech, the crowd doesn't react at first because the Czech extras didn't understand it. Mark Addy's loud prompt tipped them off to start cheering. The awkward moment was left in because it made the scene funnier. I actually thought we were written that way. You Like, watching it for the first time, I was like, wow, that's actually quite good. I like that. That's quite yeah. funny. But to find out that... <laughs> it was entirely unintended because a, and a lot of the extras were homeless people. Oh, okay. That basically came along, worked for the day and got paid cash in hand for it, but they didn't speak a word of English. Who did you say... The, did you say the name of the guy that does the prompt? Uh, Mark Addy. Okay, so That's I didn't know his name, but the minute he came on the screen, I was just like... I have seen I've you. seen you in everything. everything yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like him. I thought he did a really good job. Um, director Brian Helgeland once said in an interview that he used modern music in the movie to show modern audiences what people then felt about their music. When true Renaissance music is used in modern movies, it fails to convey the emotional response that people back then had to the songs being played. I'm not the biggest fan of all the modern music in this film. <laughs> um, I like the idea. Uh, is there a cheesier moment than when they get to London and the boys are back in town and starts playing? No. No. Although um, the We Will Rock You scene at the beginning 
is a close second. Mm. <laughs> so I have to part with modern pop songs being played during this period piece because they fear the majority of the audience are too dumb to have the right emotional response yes. to not only what's going on screen, but the music as well. Yes, okay. that is exactly it. It's quite a clever idea. So, you know, this is, you know, okay, this is a dance scene at the, at a banquet. So they would be dancing. They would have been dancing to the Renaissance equivalent of, I can't remember what the song is that plays, but uh, Golden Years by David Bowie. Um, which, and apparently Amy knows that dance. She has it memorised from when she was younger. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it reminds me of, every, it reminds me of all just everything I hated about Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like, you take all these. <laughs> it's just pop music. You just don't like pop songs. No, I like pop songs when they're used <laughs> in the right context. It's when you're listening to 70s songs in space on your Walkman. <laughs> or they're playing David Bowie, a renaissance, uh, whatever it is. Like a 14th like, century banquet. Yeah, it's just like, oh, fuck's sake. I thought it was quite a clever one. idea. Um, I'm not saying the idea behind it isn't clever. I agree with you. But at the same time, like, I am not dumb enough to need modern music to <laughs> tell me how I should feel. <laughs> Strip the music. I still know how to feel. Uh, plenty of effort was expended creating lances that would splinter convincingly without taking out the stump riders as well. The body of each lance was scored so it would break easily and the tips were made of balsa wood. Each was also hollowed out and the hole filled with balsa chips and uncooked linguine to make convincing splinters. Huh. I love the fact that they were filled with pasta. Yeah. <laughs> So that when they You'd wrote, know. no, you wouldn't know that no. they did a, an exceptionally good job with the uh, with the lances in this. Paul Bettany's nude scene was shot on his very first day in front of a crowd of extras. He also developed laryngitis because of all the yelling he has to do as Williams. Oh, Herald. really? Yep. Did they say whether he actually wore a sock or not? Uh, no, it was he was nude. <sighs> he was naked. Brave man. <laughs> yeah. Standing there in front of the heartthrob that is yeah. Heath Ledger, stark bollock naked. I mean, to be fair, he didn't look too bad naked. No. Uh, it looks a lot better naked than I do. But... Oh, snap. <laughs> Both of us put together. But then we're not on film. No. <laughs> you know, that, is, that is recorded for all time. No, that's top tier Patreon. Right that's top tier Patreon content right there. Um, there was a period of about a year in Geoffrey Chaucer's life when historians have no records of what happened to him or what he did. Oh, so is that this year? This film is supposedly set in that year. Okay. Um, I think that's clever. Yes. I didn't put two and two together until I was writing my notes because I haven't seen this film for a few years. I assumed. The minute Chaucer turned up, I assumed that this was based on something he'd written. Yeah. Which is why he plays basically the narrator, right? Yeah. Through this. But that, to me, is clever. That's cleverer than... Yeah, putting this Actually in, putting in Chaucer's the, missing year. The author of the story, it's kind of taken from in the story. In the story. In a period when he realistically could have done it. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Um, the first scene of two knights jousting is actually footage of an accident involving Heath Ledger's stunt double. While filming a later scene, the opponent's lance moved off target. The stunt double was hit in the head and fell to the ground unconscious. Oh. The entire scene was then used for the introduction. <laughs> This is a reminder. Reggie, go buy a phone. A phone? <laughs> this is a reminder. Reggie, go buy a phone. Thank you, computer. Computer. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> phone. Phone. <laughs> and an effort was made. Yeah. Um, 
So the scene when William follows Jocelyn into the cathedral. Jesus, was that an hour ago already? That was an hour ago already. Yeah, we're like we're like over an hour and a half in here, mate. Are we really? We are indeed. Oh, crap, this is what happens when I have a week off. <laughs> For the scene when William follows Jocelyn into the cathedral, the sounds of his horse's hooves were produced using coconuts on Charles Main's garage floor. That takes me back to infant school. And you have the two coconuts. And... <laughs> the fucking uh, Life of Brian yeah. and uh, all that. Uh, Heath Ledger knocked out one of director Brian Helgeland's front teeth with a broomstick when the two were demonstrating a jousting move. Awesome. It was several months before Helgeland's mouth had healed enough to repair the damage. Oh, he didn't hold it against Heath, though, did he? Uh, clearly not. No. <laughs> uh, during the first award ceremony with William and Adamar, Chaucer kisses Count Adamar's herald twice. This was the response to a request from the director, Brian Helgeland, to surprise him without specifying how. Oh. <laughs> so that was all left to, yeah. uh, what's his name, Paul Bettany, to decide like how to do that. Yeah. Uh, several of the named knights were, in fact, real, though many of them are from different time periods. Ulrich von Lichtenstein was a knight and author who was said to have invented the concept of chivalry and courtly love. Oh, I'm a big fan of his, then. <laughs> yeah. He boasted that he would give a golden ring to any knight who could break a lance on his armour, giving away 271 in total, but remaining undefeated. Piers Courtenay was, descendant, was a descendant of Edward I, born in the 15th century. Sir Thomas Colville was a knight from the 13th century. Roger Mortimer was the name of several related noblemen in 13th and 14th century England. One was the lover of King Edward II's wife, Isabella of France, and was hanged, drawn, and quartered by the Black Prince's father, King Edward III, for his complicity in Edward II's death. Uh, I did a Reggie for a moment there. Oh, I love it. I, like, <laughs> I'll just say, like, why don't fuck films? Why don't we just... <laughs> I, let, I saw that note, and I was like, he's going to love this. Yeah, just, just tell me, cool. we should just start fuck Cool like historical it. facts. We just do history from now on. <laughs> um, Heath Ledger, largely unknown at this time, at the time this went into production, was cast on the strength of his performance in the rushes that Brian Helgeland had seen of the film The Patriot in oh. 2000, which was still in filming at that time. Oh, okay. Because apparently he's in that. I wondered what came first, whether it was this or 10 Things I Hate About You, because either one of them films is the one that blew him up and made yeah. him a household name outside of Australia. <laughs> um, the aerial shot of London, this one is contentious. The aerial shot of London includes a medieval version of the London Eye. It was not a model, not... Uh, sorry, it was a model, not CGI, and cost $500,000. What? I question the veracity of that statement because the rest of that shot is CGI. And spending $500,000 on, on a, a wheel that only appears in the top right section yeah. of the screen for a few seconds seems stupid. It does. It for. But a team of people that made this film with the budget they had. Yeah. And this film looks as good as it is, this film. They made all the right decisions, yes. right, in making this film. So to make that decision seems, seems well, stupid. Yeah. But either way, there is a medieval version of yeah. the London Eye that you can see in that shot, which I think is pretty cool. Um, was the London Eye even a thing in 2001? Yeah, because it, it was built as was part it the of the Millennium, Millennium thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair yeah, it was built in conjunction, with, in conjunction with the Millennium Dome. Oh, yeah. Or the O2 Arena, as it is now. Yeah. The Millennium Dome they built, sat there for about three months until they realised they had nothing to do with it and then yeah. Yeah, had to sell it to it. Yeah, yeah, they had that big party there New Year's Eve yeah. and then we're like, fuck. What do we do with this now? <laughs> they had to rebuild sections of it because it was a, a semi-permanent structure. Yeah. And then they were like, 
no, actually, we we spent a fuck ton of money on this. We needed it to be a permanent one. So when um, O2 bought it, they had didn't, to do some serious building work. Didn't so. they have to do even more refurbishment when they when they housed some diamond in there and people drove like a yes, they drove a thing, drove a what's like called into the side of it, up, to, not yeah, pick up a. What you use in construction to dig the holes, whatever. They call yeah, like excavator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drove straight through the building, got the diamond and got out. And then did a runner. Yeah, they do walks over the top of it. Yeah, I really want to do one. Roxanne and Phil did it. Yeah. Oh, right. sorry, Roxanne and the pimp. Yeah, Roxanne and the pimp did it, and yeah, I've seen I've seen pictures of several people doing it. I'd really like to do it. Amy's like, nope. <laughs> yeah, there's no way I'm going up there. That looks awesome. I don't look out on my own because even Cody wouldn't go. Just me and Lando. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Where did I get to in my notes here? Um, although Ulrich competes only in the sword and lance events, the tournaments feature six events. These are the sword, lance, axe, bow, mace, and spear. Yeah. Although we only ever see awards being given out for like four of them. Yeah. The, uh, the axe and... Um, axe, bow, and mace are like never mentioned. No. You hear someone... You hear one of them gets an award for spear on foot and obviously the sword and the... the uh, the Lance one. Would you like to go to like a medieval jousting day? Whatever I would they were fucking called? love to go to yeah, one of these too. things. Uh, Re- uh, Renaissance Fair or something like that. Oh, I would love it. I've, I've, mo- I've <coughs> moaned um, some point last year about the lack of these sorts of events going on well, in we the don't UK. Have, this, this is crazy, right? I had this thought the other day. I didn't really, I didn't even know what we were covering. I didn't know. <laughs> this I was watching an old TSD Patreon video and they were talking about something that meant they had to go to the Renaissance Fair. And I was watching it and I was thinking, for a country that's like not got a medieval history, mm. like there's, like it doesn't, it's only like what, a few hundred years yeah, old? Yeah, it's only like what, 200 odd years old? Yeah. They are obsessed with Renaissance Fairs and all this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. But in Europe, where we have actually got a legit history, it goes all the way back to the Dark Ages and beyond. We're just like, man. We don't do it. Well, apparently, we got, like, Stan Smith, Mal I, I got I got schooled. Okay. Apparently, there are a lot of these events going on, but they're all only advertised locally oh, okay. or within those communities. Because obviously, it's not like Star Wars or big multimedia yeah. events like that where they're everywhere. Although, even then, you so, know, things like MCM Expo, which is like the biggest uh, Comic Con in the UK, unless you're in the right groups or yeah. you know following the right sorts of media, you wouldn't know about no. it. I know about it, and it's all over my timeline because I know a lot of people in that that sphere. Do I need to join some Renaissance fair? We need to join some Renaissance groups. Trip. One yeah. of my friends was like, oh, "Actually, you know, go. there's one going on this weekend. There's a pirate festival down here that oh. we're going to in so and so. Oh, there's loads. There's a shanty festivals and pirate festivals all down on the fucking south coast throughout the summer. Awesome. Um, unfortunately, every time I go to these places, I've just missed them. We should. Actually, you know, do the research, put the work in, find some of these places and take the audio recording. And actually just go to some of these yeah. places when they're happening. Yeah, I, I need to this summer. I need to actually get some dates and shit and see what ones we can actually get to. And we just turn up, interview people. Yeah, and I get to live my best medieval life or yeah. pirate life, depending on what the event is. Um, <laughs> the Black Prince and Geoffrey Chaucer were actually connected in real life. Geoffrey Chaucer's wife was the sister to Catherine de Rowett who married the Black Prince's brother, John of Gaunt. Oh. Yeah. Another point of information for anyone but you. Yeah. The home video version, released before the World Trade Center attacks on September 11th, 2001, was recalled because it contained a Spider-Man preview that included a shot of the World Trade Center. So this film came out in May. Yeah. 
and they were already recording videos four months later. Yep. That's and they were, they were clearly being released somewhere Yeah, because they were recalling them. So they were being distributed to, to stores and what have you. Uh, that shocks me in as much as like a film would come out of the cinema. Like in, in those days, a film would come out of the cinema. It wouldn't come out on video or DVD well, for like nearly a year. The, the Spider-Man film was the 2002 one. Oh, okay. So it featured... Oh, so it's post-September. Fe- yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah so because no, it was usually about thing. a year. So it would have been yeah. like May and then obviously... That's not the only going out. The only thing that got pulled or changed, I remember the Strokes album, because that was the year the Strokes went global. Yes. And their album, the version I've got, because I got it when it like within the first couple of weeks it came out, it's a song called New York City Cops. Yes. And in that song, there's a lyric that's like New York City Cops, they ain't too smart. Yeah. After September eleventh, they renamed that song Meet Me in the Bathroom. Because that's another uh... lyric. In that song, but they yeah, and they got rid of the. They didn't call it New York City Cops. Oh, the version I've got got New, New York, York City, City Cops, Cops on it. it. Yeah, yeah. that's but, just how I knew that song. Yeah, oh. but they well, they didn't recall anything, but they they just they, they renamed it, printing up new ones, calling it "Meet Me in the Bathroom" because oh, they felt like like know, out of respect. They didn't do it. They didn't change the lyric. No, because <laughs> no, they ain't too smart. No. Um, it's mentioned that the Pope was French. Yes. Which would mean this takes place during the Avignon Papacy, 1309 to 1376. Oh, I fucking love all these dates and all <laughs> yeah, the facts. This is brilliant. Um, it's a red string moment. Awesome. Heath Ledger started dating Heather Graham during the making of this film, which was shot on adjacent sound adjacent sound stages in Prague to From Hell, which Heather Graham was making at the same time. Oh, okay. Which obviously we covered a few yeah. episodes back. Um the name of the knight William served, Sir Ector, is the same name as the knight who adopted Arthur in Disney's The Sword in the Stone. Yeah. Again, a note included purely for you. I know. Um, the blacksmith's mark that Kate puts <laughs> on William's armour is the logo for Nike. Yeah. Providing product placement. Coincidentally, the founder of Nike is named Phil Knight with yeah. a K. This was only brought to the filmmaker's attention after filming was completed. They had to show the scene to a Nike exec- executive in order to get permission to use the swoosh, and the exec pointed out the coincidence. And I read his book. Uh, Who filmed that? Yeah, Shoe Dog, it's called, and it's all about how he started Nike. And mm. read like I know it, it would be the worst <laughs> read in the world for you, <laughs> but I actually found it fascinating. It was really good. Uh, body count. Mm. Six. One. Okay. <laughs> Sir Ector. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is a very, despite all the violence on show, no. uh, nobody really gets hurt. No. Because, yeah, it's. I'm not sure what rating this film is because we've stopped bothering with ratings because yeah, we just don't, we don't even care, care anymore. Oh, but, wow. Look, it's Wash. <laughs> he looks so young. Adam Two Dick's hair isn't normally that colour, is it? I don't know. I don't he comes, think so. Like, because all my memories of him, he's got... Yeah, he, he is ginger, but he's yeah. more like a will ginger. Yes, it's, a, it's than, a darker ginger. Than like a bright orange. That bright, polished copper colour. Like Seth Green. Yeah. Like the ginger. Yeah. I'm assuming they must have, I don't know, dyed, dyed it or lightened it. it. Or maybe it's... He was very young here, yeah. so maybe it's gotten darker with age. Yeah, it's I think... like my soul. They are probably like, you're ginger. You're not ginger enough. You're not ginger enough. Get some highlights in that shit. Uh, William looks more like a hippie activist than someone from the Dark Ages. At the this beginning, the beginning. With his beard and dreadlocks, dreadlocks yeah. white dreads, and everything, and it's like, oh, buddy, yeah. 
Um, you've waited your whole life for Sir Ector to shite himself to death. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to try jousting. I mean, I'd like to. I'd like to uh, try horse riding. I've never would, ridden a horse, I but I really love, want to. I've ridden a horse, but like it, uh, someone just like yeah, like they, they lead it. Yeah, yeah I, I would, I would love, love to learn to, learn to ride to a horse, horse and I would love to try jousting. That looks awesome. They say girls that ride horses are far, far better in bed. I have heard this, yes. Yeah. That's why everyone wants a horse girl. Yeah. Um, it may have been the Joker that brought Heath Ledger to my attention, but I can't say I've seen anything since that I wasn't impressed by. Uh, like, he, at least his, his performance. Yeah, like yeah. even 10 Things I Hate About You, he's good in that. Yeah. I mean, I actually quite like that film. <laughs> but he's really good in that. Like, I have not seen anything with Heath Ledger in where I'm like, oh, this is Ooh, the dark, right? Bit, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't like, seem to have any bad films. Uh, rest in peace, Heath Ledger. I, mean, I suppose, you know, if you if you quit, quit while quit you're while ahead. You're ahead yeah. I actually, um, when we were in Australia, we were in Perth, and there was a... Uh, like a gallery near where we our Airbnb and they had this free Heath Ledger exhibition <laughs> and it had like all of his costumes. Like it was a proper ex- mm. ex- exhibition. It had all of his screen war costumes. It had like <laughs> clips from films and stuff. And I remember spending a good like hour or so walking around there like, <laughs> wow. Wow, he did lots of stuff. Yeah. Um, an involuntary vow of poverty. Welcome to Tory Britain 2023. <laughs> 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 because, of course. Um, Dill veal balls sound horrible, but I'd eat squash fritters all day. What? When they when they first get their money and oh. he's like, I'm going back to Britain. And he's like, I'm having dill veal I'm balls. I'm going straight to the pub. Squ- uh, squash patties. I'll be like, oh, squash fritters, sorry. I was just like, I would not eat dill veal balls. No, but I'm a fan of veal. Squash fritters all day long. Squash fritters. <laughs> <laughs> squash is just basically like a pumpkin, right? Yeah. Like butternut squash, yes. Squash ah. oh. Why would you eat that when like they, they would have like pork and beef and chicken and duck on the menu? Surely that's well, you are odd. Oh look, a montage. I wish I could hang out and have fun with my friends for a month and uh become a master at something at the same time. All you need is thirteen silver florins, <laughs> mate. Um this is a wonderfully stylized film. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we discussed the music earlier. Uh, the modern influences of the early noughties are right there in your face, right from the very start with his fucking hippie protesting yeah. look at the beginning. Um, but you, know, you say you've got like the, the characterizations of the of the the key characters, the clothing, music yeah. choice, and all that. Uh, but the background, all the sets, the chorus characters, uh, and all the world building done around it. Provides just enough sort of fourteenth century ness oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to keep everything grounded, because everyone else around it is behaving as more or less as they would yeah. for their social class in the fourteenth century. It's just our main characters who are just like off doing, our off doing their own thing, rebels, and it's it's the perfect blend of of realism and uh, you know let's actually make this a fun film. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, I completely agree. Uh, between trudging around naked. <laughs> Like a voyeur, and his verbose person, uh, personality. Jeff reminds me of you. Right. Okay. I have. I, I take issue. I wrote with this. that like hours before you were like, "Get naked." <laughs> I. I. Right. Amy says to where is my note on this? <laughs> Amy said you're just as verbose as he is. Amy said like, "Yeah, yeah." He reminds me of you. Apparently, she sees a lot of of Chaucer in me from yeah. this film, and I'm like, I don't get it. What do you mean? And now you're fucking getting. Oh. You, oh 
Let's be fair, only half of that was true. Because I don't like getting naked. No, no. I just wanted to I just wanted to call you a voyeur. Uh, but yeah. Exhibitionist. He... Voyeurs are the ones that watch. Okay, yeah. Exhibitionist. <laughs> um, I am an exhibitionist, yeah. just not a naked one. Yeah. Dress me up and I'll fuck whatever you want and let anyone watch. Put him in one of my dirty thongs, mate. He's all yours. Hey! <laughs> I'll wear it like a face mask. But yeah, yeah, you have a like you have a, a verbose quality and a a use of words not <laughs> not unlike uh, what's his face from uh, the film with the where he wears the mask and does the speech for the V's. V uh, V from V for Vendetta. <laughs> Wonderful. I mean, I think thanks. Uh, no, I mean, look, I've got like a note that comes later on that says I need a Chaucer to celebrate me whenever I achieve something. I could take the Chaucer <laughs> out and put your name in there, and it still be correct. No, that is true. Okay. Um, the bishop is right in what he says to Jocelyn. Beauty is indeed a curse, one I know all too well. One, the, the only curse I would actually like. <laughs> yeah, but you've got so many other curses yeah, on I you. I know, it's not fair. <laughs> Who did your parents piss off before you were born? <laughs> Fucking Melissa, Maleficent turns up and it's just like, and you get a curse, and you get a curse, and you get a curse. Oh, I've got the big nose curse, I've got the small brain curse, I've got the micro penis curse. The big ears curse. Big ears curse, the serpent personality curse. Like... Defeat too small for my six foot three frame curse. <laughs> like uncomfortably small feet curse. You couldn't have just been ironic and then give me beauty on top of all of that. No, <laughs> no, because they know how the world works, and if you look, you look good. People don't care about the other things. Oh, crap. Your entrails will become your extrails. <laughs> I don't know why, but that line tickled me. <laughs> Thonging. Yeah. You will be thonged. <laughs> Uh, she's lucky a man of the cloth only wants her to kiss his hand as he attempt uh, <laughs> as he uses fiction to attempt to subjugate her. <laughs> Ladies, does this not scandalise you? <laughs> That's what I say to women. He just goes, "Oh, this is lovely." <laughs> um, oh look, it's spot gone. Now let's see if you get that reference. Can you? Because uh, no, I had to look it up. Clearly, the guy. Who wants to take Chaucer away when they get there and he and he's like they've Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in bottom. Do you remember in bottom? Eddie had two friends, Dave Hedgehog and Spud Spudgum. I know it's probably been about uh, 30 years. Yeah, since. and I was never a fan of bottom. Oh, he was in I was never I was a fan at 10 by 15. I was like, this is shit. Yeah. But yeah, he was one of his mates, his name is Spudgum. Oh. But I he came on screen and I was like, I know you, I know you, I know you. And then eventually he hit me. I was like <laughs> It's fucking spot gone. <laughs> um, ah, right. The tournament scenes have some strong episode one podcast. Uh, podcast. I keep doing that. Pod race vibes. Yeah. In fact, you could. Uh, this this note has subsections. Oh, okay. In fact, the production team on this film should probably have sent a fruit basket or something to the episode one production team because there is a lot in this film that took some very strong inspiration from. Uh, Phantom Menace. All of the tournament tournaments just scream Bunta Eve classic. Yeah. The colour palette, the camera work, the crowds, everything screams that pod racing yeah. scene for episode one. Absolutely. Anakin and Padme. Oh, sorry. I mean, William and Jocelyn. Um, I mean, come on. Really? To be fair, they've got a slightly more believable love, 
love story than I mean it's Sandy less paedophilic and, and but <laughs> at no point did I hear William like talking about how much he hates sand <laughs> while I hate, he's trying to chatter up I hate sand yeah. oh I love it when you talk about sand um what and Roland or angry Jar Jar and bearded R2 yeah uh 14th century world championship London or as I like to call it Moss Eisley <laughs> uh the general set dressing the camera work the tone just like the the, the appearance the What's the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah, the, the the tone, the actual aesthetic tone. The aesthetic tone of the whole thing, yeah. like when you actually look at it. If you watch that alongside scenes from episode one, I mean, less so when they're on Coruscant, <coughs> where everything's all glitzy and shiny. Um, they could be taken from the same fucking yeah. film. If you I'm... just had the background shots without actors in there, they could be taken from the same film. They're almost interchangeable. Have you done all your subsections? No, I have one more. Oh. Um. This was obvious enough that even Amy commented on it. In particular, Jocelyn's outfits and makeup looking like she borrowed them from Queen Amidala. I've got one to add. William leaves a single parent as a kid to go off to become... To go off to become a knight. Himself, and then he comes back. <laughs> and he comes back. Much like Anakin. There we go. I mean, yikes, guys. Come on. Um, when did gambling switch from being a sin into a billion-dollar-a-year business? Because I'd quite like to throw gambling to be a sin again. <laughs> I mean, I'm fairly certain it still is, unless you have friends in holy places. Okay. Like a bishop. You lied. Yes, I lied. I'm a writer. I give truth scope. <laughs> That's my excuse. You could take the word writer right away and put podcaster on it. Podcaster. That would be me. <laughs> yeah. um, the first sword match that we see William in reminds me of some of our sparring matches oh, yeah. where you think you've got me for a couple of points and then I just demolish you yeah. <laughs> as I as I warm up. <laughs> um, Count, what? Count Shimar. What? Adamar, that's supposed to say. I've, I've called him Count Shimar for some reason. Uh, Adamar, giving some shameless exposition of the jousting rules. Oh, yeah, yeah When he yeah. sits down and starts talking to Jocelyn and like it's like, the audience at this point is going to need to know how the scoring is done. Yeah. Oh, well, let me explain it to you, Lady Jocelyn. Nom, 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 nom. I look like... Uh, what was that? Uh, Ian... What's his job? McShane. Ian McShane. Yes. Yeah. It's not Ian McShane. No, big. But he looks like him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on that as well. <laughs> uh, cash first, not promises. I'm going to use this as the tagline when I set up Will's Chatterbait channel. <laughs> yeah, no teasers or anything, because we know you can get off to the teasers. No style whatsoever. Neither as uh, an anvil. Mate, you've jumped way ahead of me. Sounds like my performance in the bedroom. Don't right, you go. Um, Jocelyn's outfits, Padme, Padme comparisons aside, are really something. Some of them people would blush at wearing today. Oh, yeah. There's one in particular I'm thinking of where, like, that whole front section... It's just mesh. And if she twists too far either way, we're going to get an eye for one. Just look at it. And it's like, God damn. I mean, she was bold wearing some of them. Like when he first meets her, she's wearing a hat. She looks she's a, bit, a, ridiculous hat. a bit like a boy. She looks like a chess piece. But later on in the film, when they come back and she has like the, I don't know what they've done. They put her hair in a ponytail and then just like. like weird spray. Put her fingers in a plug socket. So her head just went. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like. How like and some of the makeup? She's got like extra lines, yeah. almost like fucking Adam and the Ant style yeah. stuff on there. Um, so Thomas Colville's armor is awesome. Looks awesome. That gold trimmed dark iron oh, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. huge pauldron up the side and the little like fire grate shutter on these things. You've got a little latch and everything. Oh yeah, 
Actually, yeah, I love the one that has got the two doors. That and yeah, one that's, on that's, the front. that's yeah. him. Yeah, um, Chaucer would be great at touching intros. Oh, mate, Chaucer! I did. It, it, I did think at one point we need a Chaucer to just like introduce us before the music. So on every episode, <laughs> he just stands there and says, "Welcome, welcome, welcome!" <laughs> Today we have two fuck ups who think they're podcasters, <laughs> and, and then yeah, the music comes in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. Do that for a future episode. It's not in me to withdraw. I bet he has kids all over the place. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, love has given me wings, so I must fly. Yeah. William has some truly awful lines in this film. Yeah. Cringe-inducing lines. Yeah. Um, there are some really, like, I've, I've got a couple more quotes. And I've quite yes, I've There are some really good, well-written parts. Yes. Yeah. And then there are other bits that were deliberately written to make you go, oh, yeah. William, you useless bastard. Uh, William has a classic hero's arc in this film, yeah. rising from nothing to establish himself in Act 1, ascending the heights and creating drama and tension in Act 2, before being laid low and rising again triumphant and vanquishing his enemies in Act 3. Yeah. It's so clearly telegraphed all the way through. But that doesn't take away from how far it entertaining the film no, is. No, because the film is done really well. So the fact that the arc is predictable, it's what you... Expect. Expect. It's what you want from yeah. a film like this. You don't you there's don't a, really want a twist ending. There's a reason these kind of these arcs, these kinds of um whatever it's called, are fame world famous. Yeah. And they're used time and time again is because they work. Because they work. And because our brains have been wired over years of yeah. films. Over over generations. To expect these things. Now, a film like this can go, right, we're going to give you everything you expect, but we're going to do it in such a way that it feels fresh and entertaining. Mm. Whereas there are other films that are like, we're going to give you everything you want. Hang on, why don't you like us as much as you like them? Yeah, because you didn't make it fresh and entertaining. Um, Adamar's armour is too clichéd for his character. Yeah. It's the typical arrogant black knight, which is very fitting, given that his character is exactly that. It just seems a little bit on the nose yeah. and it lacks any real flair. Sorry, there's not much real fashion to talk about in this, no, but I've got a I've got a chub on for suits of armor. So I really want a suit of armor. Um, no style, but neither has an anvil. Yeah. He hits like a hammer. I love this little exchange with the, the two of them are talking yeah. to their own squires, unaware of what the other one's saying, but they've they've formed this little complimentary sort of yeah. discussion about one another's style, which works really really nicely. Oh, I like it. It's done really well. Uh, say something about her breasts. Yeah, you miss her breasts. <laughs> Do you think I'd get a single reply if I text I miss your breasts to all the girls on my phone? You probably would. Yeah. This is 2023, mate. The, the standards of cringy love letters have really dropped over the years. Let me rephrase that. Do you think I'd get a single re- reply that I'd actually want if I text I miss your breasts to all the girls on my oh, phone? Oh, absolutely not. No. no. Um, if William... This, this one's great because I wrote this note and then moments later, the film effectively wrote the note as well. Oh, okay. If William is posing as a lord, he should really brush his hair or something. Yes. And then literally moments later, the blacksmith points this out to him. But he wouldn't look half as hunky if he had proper... But he does, because he then brushes his hair for the banquet. And he wears a wears a tunic made out of a tent. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that's because... <laughs> uh, lady would like to know what colour tunic you're wearing. <laughs> and he's like, well, what colour tunic am I wearing? He's like, green. Green. Uh, Trimmed with a lighter light green, green. wooden Ooh, toggles. Wooden toggles. <laughs> <laughs> um, that blacksmith in that just after that scene where she teaches them to dance. Yeah. When you you get it cuts back to them 
doing the, the walking bit. She is having the best time. Is it the me? actress playing her is oh, having yeah. the best time teaching them to dance? Is it me or is Kate hotter than Jocelyn? I don't know. I've got a real thing for for Jocelyn. I've got a thing for dark brunettes. I don't know. I, I, I thought Kate was hot. I was like, why are you bothering about trying to impress Jocelyn? Yeah, like, she's right she there. She's right there. And she can fix your suit of armor. She can make you more weapons. <laughs> it's interesting because you plumped for the blacksmith. I went for Jocelyn. <laughs> Amy prefers Jocelyn's handmaid. I would take the handmaid <laughs> over Jocelyn. Um, all the main characters have medieval-inspired modern outfits, yeah. whilst all the supporting cast are in more traditional period clothing. It becomes really jarringly obvious that they've done that at the banquet scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. During yeah. the dance sequence, because you've got the main characters, even though they're all doing the same modern yeah. outlandish dancing to David Bowie, You've got Jocelyn and fucking uh, William in their modern outfits with just a hint of fucking hint medievalism. Of medieval. And everyone else is there in their st- stockings and hose yeah. and blouson sleeves and things. And it's like, it really stands out in that scene. If they'd been a bit more subtle, I would would have said it was really clever that you were just like, your eyes would be drawn to what was yeah. different in... So it would be them, but I don't think they were quite subtle enough for Not it to be clever. Not quite subtle enough, no. Uh, first she wants him to lose, then she wants him to win. It's nice to know that even in the Dark Ages, women, women can make up their minds. <laughs> oh. I, was, I was enjoying this film far too much and not writing many notes. I have a long note coming up on okay. that one, because Amy and I really got into that. <laughs> um, and we were on the same side. Oh, really? Um, yeah, oh, yeah. I wish today's ruling classes jousted. I would pay good money to see Red Tie Tory Starmer jousting against Scrooge McSunak. I would pay good money for that too. Yeah. Imagine the two of them mounted on horses, charging. I, I would want the Lance to impale both of them. I'm going to go back to the Black Panther episode where we suggested that if you wanted to become Prime Minister, you'd have to fight, have to fight for it. I'm going to expand that and say the fight is the final part of the jousting tournament. The jousting tournament. If you yes. want to become Prime Minister, head of any party... Anybody of any kind of significance, you have to go through every step of the jousting and then win the final fight. I am on board with yeah. that. That would be amazing. In touch your gear, aside that, that, from your, obviously aside from us, your yeah. two supreme leaders, that's how we will be. That's how we will be deciding yeah. who gets to rule shit. Um, I really want the suit of armour. I also want the castle for it to go in, but I'll settle for the suit of armour at this point. I mean, I don't need to say that I want a castle. It's any it, we, we listener established of that. this podcast knows that, but... Oh, my God. It wasn't necessarily this. This rammed it home. Mm. It was watching an old episode of Dad's Army the other day <laughs> when I had all these, all these suits of armour, and I was just like, oh, my God, I really want one. You can you can pick them up online relatively cheap. Oh, back in the day in, in the Osbournes, they were, when they were in LA, um, what is it called? Medieval Times? Yeah. It was a period of time where Jack becomes obsessed with medieval <laughs> times. But they're so rich, and they're making so much money from the show and yeah. everything else. When he becomes obsessed with something, he becomes obsessed with it. Yeah. The way we would like to. Yes. So suddenly, like, in the next episode, he's got this full suit of armour in his bedroom and at uh, different points in, in different episodes. Just see him wandering around the house with the helmet on or a, that's absolutely a leg on or just carrying his sword. I think that's one of the reasons. I, I, I nearly went to a series of LARP events a couple yeah. of years back. Uh, and what won me over was the fact that I would get to basically live as a knight. Yeah. With the armor and the swords 
for like a long weekend or something whilst going out there and fighting other people. Yeah. I didn't do it in the end because um, I lost my job. So <laughs> I suddenly had more important things that that money was required for. But the woman that did the majority of my tattoos, she was really into laughing. She was, yes. Because yeah. I remember she was it trying to organise something. She invited me to go down to one of the events that she was going to. But we were doing Reading Festival that oh, weekend. Okay. It was the August bank holiday. They did a I big event. I vaguely remember us two talking about it. And yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, we've got a bank holiday weekend in August. And I was like, well, I'm out because that's Reading was weekend. like, oh, <laughs> oh, man, that'd be awesome. But that's Reading Festival. Yeah. I've got tickets for that. I'm going to be hanging out in a field, sleeping rough, <laughs> drinking stuff that probably tastes <laughs> as good as mead. <laughs> just there's going to be music and bad It's just that I'll be getting hit by sweaty people that I haven't washed in three days yeah. rather than... Um, Getting hit by sweaty people <laughs> yeah. that haven't washed in three days. Um, I'd just like to shout her out. She doesn't even tow anymore, but she was really. Didn't really she move down south somewhere? Yeah. She moved like to the coast or something. Last I heard, she was working in like a zoo. Oh, wow. She posted loads of zoo stuff on it on social media. <laughs> I, was, I was friends around my whole social media before I rebranded as Reggie. <laughs> um,. After winning all those tournaments, William must be rolling in it. Yeah, I'm still getting pop-ups. <laughs> I'm just too many porn tabs open. Mm. <laughs> uh, the Lost Art of Cringy Love Letters. I love the football chants that William's oh, yeah, team yeah, come yeah. up with in the, in the tavern. Uh, uh, there's, there's a couple of them where they do it. And it's like just throwaway lines just as they're transitioning from one scene to another. Yeah. Pardon me, we need some of those. Oh. Tajik. Tajik. No, that's not a football chant. No. Um, that was a that was a trio advert. Yeah, yeah. It was a chocolate bar from the eighties. <laughs> trio. Let's <laughs> think of some. Um, I can't think of one. <laughs> they're rude. They're proud. They're not quite. No, wait. They're rude. They're proud. They're not quite straight and proud. Tajik, Tajik. One of them's quiet. One of them's loud. <laughs> <laughs> They're not quite out and proud. Tajik. <laughs> Tajik. Oh, my God. Um, They're rude and funny. They wish they had your money. Tajik. <laughs> the little girl's accent is nearly as good as the accents in Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Yeah. Oh, the one he talks yeah. to in, in Cheapside. Yeah, when he goes <laughs> to find his dad, yeah. Massively over-the-top English yeah. accents. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Using the water from the font to style your hair. Something I would do. Yeah, snap. Um, what woman doesn't want to be compared to a horse's flanks? <laughs> I mean, aside from Jocelyn, yeah. clearly. Right. William and Jocelyn. Yes. They barely know each other. Oh, yeah, he's in love with her. Like, I think he's... They barely it's just like she walks past him in that ridiculous, yeah. like, chess piece outfit, and he's just like, I'm going to bone her. Uh, they barely know each other. So rather than demanding or making grand gestures of their undying love to one another, they should probably find out things like their favourite gladiator from the yeah. ITV show Gladiators. <laughs> uh, do they like spicy foods? Are there any outstanding bounties on either of their heads? The sort of things you really need to know to build a foundation of a relationship. Would they prefer to be top or bottom in the bedroom? I mean, yeah. Are you a top? Are you a bottom? Are you a switch? Are you verse? Yeah. How are you with anal? Have you ever been into a bit of S and M? Do you prefer fongs or French knickers? And that's not only to look at, but to wear. <laughs> to wear. Do you want to go to a 
uh, club where people wheel on each other. You know, these are all important things you need to know before you start making grand gestures of you your undying love. You haven't named one thing that isn't on my questionnaire that I sent all my matches on. I, I'm glad, I'm glad. I would hate to think I could name something that you haven't captured. No. Being the deviant that you are, despite the... Uh, the ghastly portrait you try and put, you try and paint of me every week. Oh, oh, oh. you are not, you are not getting away with that. I mean, uh, you know, I'm just saying. Okay, I've never put a woman in a cage. Um, you've played the role of the woman in the cage. <laughs> that's not the point. That's not what we're discussing here. Just because I'm in touch with my inner submissive cage lady. <laughs> My inner Sir Rooney. My inner Sir Rooney. Uh, the throwaway scene whilst William is getting pummeled in his first match with the blacksmith and the squires getting yeah. showered with wood chips, which are so obviously being thrown on their yeah. faces by someone just off screw off camera. Yeah. It's only like a few seconds long because it's like literally you see the horse charge yeah. and then it's... Pff, and by the end of it, they're <laughs> laughing yeah. at the shit. It's, it's played so well because it's just this tiny little... It's not even shot on no. the same set as the rest of it. It's clearly on a soundstage done afterwards they and they've like, just got a geezer on the ladder throwing stuff on their heads. Yeah, like we need just a mo one moment of levity in this scene just to... Kind of break it up yeah. a little bit. Can just kind of throw some stuff it's, at their face. It's so ridiculous that it's it's it, 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 it's one of my favourite scenes, which is ridiculous given this film. What I've learned doing this podcast over 151 episodes <laughs> is that I've got I've got a real taste for like ridiculous, <laughs> absurd. Yeah, just that's like. Uh, I never realised that most of my humour and things <laughs> I find funny come from ridiculousness and absurdity. But the more we do this podcast and the more I write jokes for myself, the more I'm like, <laughs> that could be more absurd. <laughs> we need more absurdity. Yeah. Um, after Jocelyn sends her maid to William and tells him, actually, I want you to win the tournament now, yeah. William has the face of a man wondering if any vagina is worth this much effort. <laughs> the answer, William, is no. Right, I've got a big one here. It starts simple enough. Jocelyn is a dick. Okay. First of all, she won't even tell William her name. Yeah. But willing, willingly entices him into the church whilst he's riding on a horse, potentially getting him into a lot of trouble. Yeah. If he wasn't posing as a noble at that point, he'd have had a really bad time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd have ended up in the stocks just for that. Um, so first we're saying she's a typical woman who has absolutely... No, I'm not even going to... You're not even going to go there because we are avoiding controversial subjects this week. It's not that I'm not... I don't want to be controversial. It's just that I don't think I've got it in me today to walk the line and be funny. So, yeah. <laughs> Without being offensive to all women. <laughs> who I've pointed out many, many times I got a lot of respect for. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, when she finally does give her name, she starts leading him on. Yeah. Then goes off in a huff when he doesn't talk to her all fluffy and sweet moments after a potentially lethal session of horse-mounted combat. Yeah. Now... I'm not big into sports and that sort of thing, all that competitive nonsense. But I understand that when you've just come out of something like that, like when a boxer has just stepped out of a ring or is just about to step into the ring, you cannot expect them to be quoting Chaucer to you. I can tell you from personal experience that when you've just been battered for 45 minutes by a lightsaber, you're sore <laughs> <laughs> and in pain and you've been emasculated by a beta... The last thing you want to do is talk about flowery, flowery prose to a woman. Exactly. You want to go home, lick your wounds for half an hour, <laughs> get your head together, and then, then 
he might be able to. I mean, she demanded that he give her time before she would even tell him her name. So is it so unreasonable that he would expect a little bit of time to calm down after, you know, literally being in combat? I had no comment. Um, Then to really prove that she's a dick, she demands that he go against his own nature and trained instincts and risk not only his life, but the financial well-being of those dependent upon him by losing the world championship in his own town. Yeah. And because fuck him and his suffering thus far, after getting lubed up, as Amy pointed out, during the scenes where William is getting hit repeatedly by a lance, she changes her mind and decides that actually no. (laughs) If he really loves her, he should achieve the near impossible task of winning the tournament he has thus far been purposefully losing. So, in conclusion, Jocelyn is a dick. Yeah, I... Yeah, I... I uh, first she wants him to lose, then she wants him to win. It's nice to know that even in the Dark Ages, women couldn't make up their minds. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, if he if he hadn't been able to pull that deus ex machina fucking yeah. unhorsing of his first opponent, he would have been out in the yeah. first round and he would have been back broke again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like... Bitch, you really need to you know, pick your moments. I've only got one last note left, and that's my summary of okay. my score. I, I've got a few left. Go. Bed him well, milady. Bed him well. Yeah. Everyone needs a Chaucer in their life. Yeah. You lot are so lucky to have me. Um, <laughs> young William looks like a blonde Warwick Davis. Yes. yes <laughs> I, it it yeah. disturbed me whenever I was like, oh, my God. Wicked. Um, <laughs> how would you best him? Uh, no, yeah. How would you beat him with a stick yeah. while he slept? <laughs> uh, I wish we got to see more of the other knights. Talking of sticks, there's I really like that bit where he's like, "Oh, you're just a silly girl," and she's like, "Well, you're just a silly, silly boy." Oh, I'd rather be a silly girl than a with, with, with a, a flower. flower than a silly boy with a stick. And then Wash, whatever his name is, is just it's like called it's Lance. called a lance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Amy sent me that gift the other day, actually. <laughs> Uh, I wish we got to see more of the other knights. Mostly yeah. so I could go on about that armour. I know why we don't get more time with them, because the film is already like two hours and 12 minutes long. Yeah, and the story's not about them. Is it? No. But the costume department does such a good job of matching the armours to the characters in the ones that we actually see. Assuming they continued that to the others, it would have been really nice to see more oh, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Especially where like there's that scene where he comes walking out with his new armour. Um and all the other knights are laughing at him until they realise that he can get up on his horse on his yeah. own and they have to be hoisted up. I would really like to see more of that. <laughs> I also like that scene where she makes him the new armour and he's like, well, it's thin. It's, it's like, thin, is like, <laughs> She's like, it's fine. I've found this new way to melt the metal. It's just as strong. And then they're like, she's like, are you at least brave enough to test <laughs> yeah. it? Like, Charge at him with a ram. <laughs> didn't feel a thing. I didn't feel a thing. Um... Adam R playing the classic sneaky villain card. He knew there was no way he could beat William in a stand-up joust, yeah. so he has William arrested to save himself the shame of a well-deserved defeat. Um, must be handy to have a prince as a friend. Not yes. a noncy one like Prince Andrew, but, you know, a decent one with functioning sweat glands and all. Uh, Cornell Princes, we would like you. We would like to invite you into our friendship group. Unless you're Prince Andrew and you fuck kids, in which case... Get in the sea. No, we'll still invite him and then we'll just kick the fuck just out of him. beast him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, let's bring a blind man to watch his son take part in a really dangerous joust. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, a little bit inconsiderate there, yeah. Jocelyn. Uh, I mean, They're like, she's here, and your dad, too. And I'm like, can't see a thing. He can't see. <laughs> Jocelyn is a dick. Unless she has to go, he won! He won! <laughs> Jocelyn is a dick to blind people. Yeah. Um, Paul Bettany is great in this film. Oh, yes, yes. I yes. can't remember exactly what scene prompted that, but it probably should have been mentioned earlier. No, he's... He is fantastic. I I know Heath Ledger is the star. Yeah. But he is he should be co-star. He is, like, yeah, he is a standout yeah, character really in this. I, I like Paul Bettany anyway. Oh, yeah, me too. He is really good in this. Uh, at least put your damned helmet on, William. Yeah. I think this is after he gets, like, shanked and... No, 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 I'll leave the armour off. It's like... Like, at least put yeah. the helmet on. I mean, come on. If he goes for a headshot, you stand half the chance. Yeah. But no. Um, do you think our Will screams his name like that when he climaxes? Uh, no, I generally, I normally assume he's got the gag in so he can't. Oh, so it's, and it's not about when he climaxes, is it? It's no. about when Mrs. Will does. Yeah. And she's ploughing him like a field. She hits that pump button and starts pumping around fake jizz all over. <laughs> mental image I didn't need um, and through the power of boners William forgets all about the splinter filled stab wound in his shoulder of course yeah because he comes off the horse at the end and he's all happy and he's like yay I'm noble now so I can boff you all the time Jocelyn don't worry about the fact I should be profusely bleeding from his shoulder wound I mean nothing makes you feel better from anything than a boner right a boner no that's true yeah Maybe Jocelyn is like in that crash film. She's into the wounds. She's going to have been fingering that later while he was fingering her. <laughs> this film is a bit too long. But even with that said, it's thoroughly entertaining and a film I will watch again. And therefore, it gets an eight. You see, I gave it a 7.5. I wanted but... to give it a 7.5. <laughs> but then I kind of, I was feeling quite happy so I, I think yeah i think i've talked it up during the course of uh, of recording today yeah um so yeah it gets gets an eight from me uh, eight and eight giving it a grand total of 16 i mean you could have been a little bit more enthusiastic about ladies and gentlemen <laughs> ladies and gentle people gentle folk Today's film gets a grand score of 60. So a round of applause, those of you in the rich seats just watching the jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. A 16 for a night's tale. <laughs> um, before we get out of here, people, don't forget it's www.dirtyregisolo.com for all your sword fongs and anything else that you know I'm selling. Find what you love, believe in it, positive things will happen. Stupid boy.